Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Welcome to the dumbest part of your day. This is Common Man and T-Bone. I think there's a legitimate reason no, that someone not, might want to no, get in shape to that level. In shape is different from looking like a 25-year-old with your shirt off. Well, what do you think Geraldo looks like that for? Just for health? Well, no, right. he's trying to get women to play with his mustache. Featuring Panama Ted. Shut up, Ted! Five minute delays with Leanna Ray. You guys like Bjork? And random sounds from the internet. Yes, sir! He's Shavaka, dude! You wanna sack? The guy is drunk! Quarterback! Watch your profanity! Would you not eat my pants? This is Man and Bone. <laughs> Happy Tuesday! Welcome in. Hello, Bone. Hello, man. A jam-packed mm-hmm. program today inside the NFL. All the news and notes you need at 348. Rapid fire. Rapid fire. In the 4 o'clock hour. Game show in the 5 o'clock hour. What's the game this week, Bone? Well, I saw a story, Mike, that told me that a YouTuber named Mr. Beast is worth $500 million. I have no idea who he is. Oh, I know, I know who Mr. Live. Beast is, but in either is he case, King? no, no, he's 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 like if Jackass was G-rated. Oh, is how I would kind of like. What's the he fun does of that? Stunts and goofy stuff, but most of it's like stuff that kids under ten could watch and not parents wouldn't find objectionable stuff like that. Okay, but anyway, so I thought we'll do some uh, over under net worth of YouTubers today. That's the Fun, easy to explain game show that I came up with. Yeah. I don't know any YouTubers, so this will be all news to me. There's probably a few of these you've heard of. When I explain who they are, I you've definitely it. come across a few of them, I think. Liver King. How taking, about that Taking guy? steroids. Who could have seen that? Coming? I don't know. What so, a shocker. Reminder with Liver King, his whole thing was, hey, uh, I look like this because I eat sheep testicles sure. or whatever it is. And then it turns out, no, you look like that because you were cycling a whole bunch of steroids, it appears. And so really what it is, is you were using steroids and you just ate the balls for fun. Right? All those animal well, balls. I don't know if it was up. for fun. I'm sure it was for profit. I'm sure well, he makes money off I'm sure of all he, this. Yes, but I'm saying he could have just been like, hi, I look like this, lifting a bunch of weights. and I mean, he's still an impressive physique. Look at him. People still would have probably watched his YouTube channel for some reason. He's vascular. But you lied. You told everybody you were all natural. And of course, no one should have believed you, but some people did. A lot of people watched your stuff, and now he's he's a rich guy, and he lied about all of it. Who's shocked by that? Buckeye's getting ready for a playoff matchup with Georgia. CJ officially named a Heisman finalist. No surprise there. Stetson Bennett, Caleb Williams, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, A.K.A. Max Why don't we call him Maxaw Jim Duggan? Oh, that's good. Why has that not happened? Maybe it has, and we're just behind the curve. Yeah. Maxaw Jim Duggan. As the kids might say, Maxaw him Duggan, right? Because that's what they do now. Huh? That's the thing is like, he is him. I don't know anything about him. He's that guy. It's like, it's a new way of saying he's that guy. This dude is that dude? Yes, it's like that. 
That's all. Whatever. Anyway, so yeah. Who's I, winning the Heisman Trophy? Uh, it's not C.J. Stroud. No, it's not C.J. Stroud. Probably Caleb Williams. Yeah, probably. Right? He got hurt. So that's why that, that probably doesn't hurt him too right, much. Here's in another that question. Game. And again, I will preface this by saying, even though the Buckeyes are in the playoffs, I know a lot of you want to have a parade, I am still in a sour mood in regards to this team. I'm in a nervous mood is what I well, am. I'm nervous and sour. All right? And I hope in three weeks that thaws out so I can enjoy a little bit of the build-up to this playoff game. Sure. Because Ryan Day is right. This team does control their own destiny. Now we'll see what they do with it. My question to you is, you can choose any of these starting quarterbacks to be the starting quarterback of Ohio State. Is C.J. Stroud the guy that you choose? Oof. If the answer is yes, you're lying. Yeah. I mean, I'll hang I, up and listen I, for your answer. I'd probably, I'd probably pick Caleb Williams at the very least. Trying to think... Uh, would you take Cologne Boy, Stetson? Stetson yeah, makes it I don't know easy. If I, I don't know if I'd go. That, I don't think I'd go that far. What but, about Maxaw? No, I'm not going with Maxaw. CJ's really good, man. I mean, he he's a really talented quarterback, and I don't feel like all the issues with this offense are his fault. I mean i I tend to look a lot of that as you know, if Ryan Day with this offense is calling things a little bit better, I think that CJ has a better finish to the season. I don't think this ended up with a loss. I think part of that is on the, if I believe that's on the coaching staff and on the play calling, I can't totally put that well, all on I, CJ I, I, No, I didn't say totally put it on him, but I think it's both. Teddy, who you taking? You got one quarterback to take. Is it CJ? I'm taking CJ. CJ I, over I, everybody. I, I'm close to taking Caleb, but I don't know. He, he, you know, he got banged up in that USC or the Utah well, let's, game. Let's assume, and I'm just, let's assume they're healthy. Well, let's I know, but healthy. his style of running and everything kind of lends that. But it, it's tough because I do love Caleb Williams, his running ability. But again, he could get injured doing that. So it's it's tough. But I'm going to stick with CJ because I'm a homer. All right, I there think I'm going to go Caleb one, Stetson two. And Brutus pummeling Stetson. What happened to the theme song? We used to have the Stetson makes it easy. You. I don't know. I want some Stetson. Was Stetson by Menon? No. No. Well, who made by... Who was... Uh, uh, was that Aqua Velva? No. Who Old, was, Old, no. No. Who was by Menon? Norelco? No. Norelco's the Razor. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is going to... Why did you say this to I me? I don't know. Because it's going to drive me crazy. Because it was a jingle. By Menon. Speed stick? Speed stick, yes. That's what it was. Okay, I didn't know it Can was some kind of the Stetson song, thing. Teddy. Please, it's a holiday season. Stetson fight song for the University of Stetson. No, no. Oh, oh, the actual you Stetson know. Cologne song. I'll take. Caleb, I assume that is Stetson, the fight song. CJ Maxaw. That's my list. All right. Wow. By the way, uh, Caleb Williams minus twenty five hundred. Yeah. To take home the award. Yeah, so I he's he's winning this thing. Well, he he's had some some Heisman level moments, I think you could say, which we talked about with C.J. Stroud. Kind of needed that in the Michigan game, and didn't really have it. So that's unfortunate. I don't I don't think that's. I think it was his to lose, basically, and unfortunately because the Buc- because the Buckeyes lost, that's kind of gone away for him. Unfortunately, well, I don't know if going into that last game it was his to lose. I think he had already lost it. Now he could have gotten it back. Well, that's what I'm if saying. If he went out in that Michigan game right, and was out of I'm his mind. I'm saying in that Michigan game, I think everyone kind of looked at it as all he has to do is go out here, win this game, and and have a and, couple and big highlight reels, yeah. of of the throws, like just a you know two or three big throws, and that would probably vault him back up there. 
And then he would add the Big Ten title game, too, to add to that if he'd won that game or if the Buckeyes had won that game and probably pads his resume a little bit more with some great numbers and a few more nice throws. And then suddenly we're talking about, yeah, he probably cruises into this Heisman victory. It sucks that that's not how it worked out. How does it start? Easy for you. Easy for you. I don't think you're hitting all the notes. I gotta be sad. I'm waiting for Ted Stetson to play it for me. For Wasn't that it? No, it's not Stetson for men. It's not? I could have swore. When you said, easy for you. Yeah. Great audio, by the way. How do we not have a better quality of audio for this? Easy to wear, hard to resist. Oh, hard to resist. About that. Easy to wear, hard to resist. Hard to resist. By Menon. No, it's not. <laughs> no? What are you worried? I'm going to get sued? They're going to come after me with no, copyright law? It's not years right. after that commercial came out? You got to get better audio quality than that. Right. Come on, Teddy. Hey, let me, let me recap that commercial for you. Start over. Start over. 22-6. No one knows what that means, and you're dumb. You, you, and you're dumb. You know what it means. No. Uh, the crew have officially introduced Wilfred Nancy no. as their new head coach. No. Oh, it's don't. Now we're going to... Wilfred Nancy. No, you told me. I said it's Wilfred Nancy, no. and then you go, Wilfred Nancy, no, everybody, you, how you doing? Last week, we discussed this guy. Yeah. I said, how do you say his name? You said Wilfred Nancy. Nope. Now, all of a sudden, you got a beret on. It's Wilfred, Na- it's Wilfred Nancy. Wilfred Nancy is how I'm going to say it. Hey, I was going off of what I heard people saying in MLS, and when I watch these games, and now I hear him introduced at the thing, and everyone at the crew is like, Wilfred Nancy. And I said, all right, fine. That's how Wilfred you say it. Wilfred Nancy. Yeah. Is he Canadian? French, French Canadian? Or is he Frenchy French? I believe he's French. And then he has worked for Montreal. And now he comes to coach the crew. All right. You like this hire. Yeah. He's, right. he's got, here's the positives on him. Team's going to play a very possessing style of soccer that should be a lot of fun to watch. They should be able to control the ball and pass the ball very well if they execute his system the way it was with Montreal. Will they give up leads in stoppage time? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, hopefully not. That's that's something else. But he talked a lot about how he wants his team to have some pride in how they play, some fight, you know, and not just, you know, not back away from challenges. All the things you want to hear when guy comes in to take over the team. But what I what I'm hanging my hat on for Wilfred Nancy is that I believe this is a guy who can take a decent roster and get it to do really good things. Montreal almost won the Supporter Shield this year with a roster that some people questioned would they make the playoffs or not going into the season. So the crew have what I believe to be a really good roster as well. Hopefully that means you can get them to be Supporter Shield contender, one of the best teams in the regular season. And then from there, I mean, it's about the playoffs. you got to it's a totally different ball game once you get into those situations, but I would like to see this team perform in the regular season up to its capabilities first, and then get to the playoffs, and then we'll deal with that once we get there. Wilfred Nancy. I wonder what real French people think of French Canadians. Because to me, I hear French Canadians, and they, they sound like they're speaking French. 
Okay. But maybe they hear French Canadians and it sounds like, you know, like Ed Orgeron speaks English, but right, right. he doesn't speak the same sort of English that we do. I, I'm glad you ought to have that Rafa Salafushi one never got past number one. <laughs> now, technically, he is speaking English, but you listen to him and you're like, man, he ain't from around here. I wonder if the French people hear French Canadians and it's like, oh, yeah, all right. Well, whatever. yeah, I, I wonder what the equivalent is, not just of like a southern accent, but also like a Boston or a New York accent, you know, like, yeah. Within French-speaking lands, I'm sure there is all of yes, that. Yes, there's dialects everywhere you right. go. That's what I mean. So I wonder, I wonder what would be like. Maybe, maybe the Quebec French Canadians, maybe their accent is more like, "Hey, how you doing? What you want to do?" <laughs> and the real like, French the people French look like, at that oh, and God. say, "Oh, you're from all Canada." Right, Andrew Dice Clay, okay. calm down over there. Maybe they're just like constantly working blue, and we have no idea. We have we just don't know the French well enough to know how it's going. We had dramatic football last night. We'll discuss it next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident involving injuries on East Broad Street at 3rd Street. Please be careful over here as traffic begins to slow. You'll also find an incident has cleared from James Road southbound at Broad Street, but traffic is still slow as it recovers. This traffic report is sponsored by Take 5 Oil Change. At Take 5, they're faster than you think. That means you'll get your oil change faster than it takes to get through the outer belt during a rainstorm at rush hour. So go visit them and see for yourself just how fast you can be in and out. Take 5 to stay in your car, 10-minute oil change. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Their collective IQ is lower than they think it are. Back to Man and Bone. Happy Tuesday. You know, Timmy and I play a lot of ping pong. Yeah. However, right there during the commercial break was our very first significant ping pong injury. Oh, what happened? I hit a ball so hard Mm -hmm. at Timmy, it hit his knuckle. Oh. And it cut him. It cut him? Yes. Bleeding. Wow. You split him wide open. I busted him open. Oh, no. He's got color. That's too bad. Is he going to be all right? Do you have to get stitches? I mean, no. He dabbed it, and it's fine now. But Mm. that's the first time we've drawn blood in ping pong. Was there a mark on the ball? Like, was there some kind of sharp? I mean, it's a round ball. I'm telling you. I just just got him in the right spot on the knuckle. The friction bone. The yeah. friction from the friction? that hard ball. You think so? Yes. Or do you think maybe it's just Timmy's got some really thin skin? Could be. I think that's what it is. Could be that. Timmy needs to tough it up. That's what I say. Your skin, skin. shouldn't crack open when a ping pong ball hits at Timmy. This just in. Need the alligator skin. Like just you. Just FYI. Like By a, the way. Like a walrus. Speaking of having some thick skin. Yeah. This uh, Portugal-Switzerland game's going on right now in the World Cup. Do you want something I can get a little update real quick on the score. That's fine. Second half of this one, it is uh, four to one drubbing Portugal, smoking Switzerland. Switzerland did get one back. They were down four to nothing. But I want to talk about Fernando Santos briefly, the head man for Portugal. All right. Because he looked Cristiano Ronaldo square in the eye and said, hey, buddy, 
I don't care how many goals you scored. I don't care how famous you are. I don't care how washboard your abs are. You're not playing today because you showed me up when I took you out of the game the other day. And I don't care if you're a club legend or a country legend or a doesn't matter who legend. You don't do that to the manager. We're better than that. And we don't need you to beat Switzerland. And so he benched the star player for Portugal today. And what has happened? A masterclass has happened by masterclass. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Four nothing in the World Cup in the group stage. Now it's four one right now. Portugal may get one back. A four goal victory has not occurred in the World Cup in the group stage since 1986. That's how thorough of a victory you are seeing here. It is shocking if if they were able to get another goal and make it to a you know five one game. But I'm just telling you. Talk about thick skin. That coach looked the star player in the eye and said, sit out. I don't care who you are. And good for him. Ronaldo is very upset about this. He's using the Theragun on his balls just to punish himself. That's just his normal routine. Have you not done that? You should should try it. Uh, What did I tease? Something. Oh, we had football last night, Bone. Monday night football. Tom Brady and the Bucs come back to beat the Saints last night in a game that, I don't know, some people were excited you know, to watch. Were, I'll tell you what, because I went to bed. I Full disclosure, I'm not staying I up for that I crap. I didn't watch it. But there were a lot of people on my timeline on Twitter last night like tweeting left and right about this game. So I know a lot of people were up watching it. I'll tell you this because I went back and watched the highlights. I have never seen a team full of players who just witnessed Tom Brady lead them on a game-winning drive who almost, like the, the Bucks players all were like, oh, Hey, 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 Tom. Oh, there comes Tom. He's going to jump on me. Hey, Tom. Yay. Woo. We won, I guess. No one cared. Like, they, there was, he's jumping around like he just won the Super Bowl, punching guys in the face, like so happy. And they're all just like, oh, okay. he's excited. Got I back to 500. I know he's excited. I'm saying it was almost like the rest of the team said, oh my God, I can't believe we won this game. I don't know why we care so much about winning this game, but I guess we're going to do it. And I guess we did it. They were all as shocked. As the fans were, I think, that they came back. Because they were down 14 points with like four minutes to go or something like that. Game-winning touchdown came with three seconds left. Yeah. This is not something that, in all of his career even, Tom Brady, as great as he's been, when he has trailed by more than 13 or more points at that stage in a game, there was only one time where he had led a team back from a two-touchdown deficit at that point. And that was that Super Bowl that the Falcons fans are probably trying to still forget. Well, this game's probably just as meaningful as that one to him, don't you think? Probably not. Well, maybe it is because of the fact that all the other stuff's going so bad in his personal life. I mean, life. You, you you beat a four-win Saint team yeah, with sure. Andy Dalton at home to get back to 500. Here's the, here's the stat, Mike. Um, the... Oh, no, I lost it. Sorry. Not the stat. Back to you. Here we go. <laughs> I got it. Tom Brady. This is from Adam Schefter. All right. Tom Brady was 0-37 in the regular season and 1-43, including the playoffs, when trailing by at least 13 points in the fourth quarter of his NFL career. That's not like fourth quarter with five minutes to go. That's 13 points or more in the fourth quarter. Tom Brady can't bring you back, except for once against the Falcons and then last night. That's amazing. I would have thought he'd had at least one two-touchdown comeback during his entire career. What a bum. Yeah, he sucks. Hey, Buccaneers, first place. 
Six and six, first place. Falcons, second in that division at five and eight. Panthers, not out of it, at four and eight. Then it's the Saints at four and nine. That was a huge victory oh, last night. Well, the Saints, now they're huge. Now they've got to question a lot of things. Namely, why is Andy Dalton still your quarterback? The answer is because you have no other options. That's why. It's five to one in this game now. Oh, there you go. Could be the first time since 1986, Portugal, like I just said. Five to one. I got all kinds of stats for you today. I don't want stats. No, I, I'm going to give them to you. I don't want it. You Let's call fr- up Wilfred Nancy. Nancy. B- non- I'm sorry, Nancy. Because I've been told by the powers that be here at the radio station that we are your home for hard-hitting guest interviews. <laughs> yeah, we, that's, that's what apparently everyone is Actually, told you know outside what? of this building. Hey, Teddy, will you go... Ask Timmy what he did with that advertising sheet. Can you find yeah, it and this bring is, it in this here? This is good. So I was at the printer today here right. at the station, and there was some stuff that someone else had printed out but did not claim. So, of course, I'm nosy and I read whatever's on there, even if it's not for me. And they were some, there was some advertising material that our sales staff uses to sell the radio station. They go sit with clients, potential clients, and say, here's why you should buy ad time on the fan. We have X amount of ratings. Here's our shows. Home of the Buckeyes. All that crap. But they had little descriptions for every show that we have here on the fan. Now, you and I didn't write no, these No, no, no. We're not in charge of any of this. We don't, we don't see these. We don't write them. Ted's this got is, the paper. This is management's interpretation yeah, of this what is, we are. To be clear, this is not the sales staff. Sales staff is just taking out what they're told to take out. They'll if if you gave them oh, it's not here. Oh no. Oh no. We've sold it. We've pumped it up. It's not here, Teddy. There's, yeah. a, there's another one. There's another one that I gave. It's got our him. cartoon faces on it. Yes, it's got the cartoon faces on it. Go see if you can find that. Well, this sales material that they brought out more or less made some ridiculous claims. Not ridiculous in the sense that other radio, like other sports personalities on this station might be able to live up to it. But for us, it said that we were your, like, in the afternoon drive slot, we are your home for NFL analysis. I do and like this one. Top, top name guests and all this stuff. And we just said, well, that's not what we do at all. The strength of the fan and sports radio. This is not specific to our show, but just why okay. this station's awesome. Yeah. 97.1 The Fan features top-quality original shows and exclusive programming to connect fans with their favorite sports, teams, and players. Yeah. Our local talent has major influence. It includes former Ohio State Buckeyes football players, All-Americans, NFL first-round draft pick, okay. Emmy Award-winning anchors, Naismith Award voters, national personalities, and even a Heisman Trophy voter. Just so you know, none of those none things of those apply to you or apply me. to you and me. So, so Ted is actually most of those things. Ted's, Ted's a first round draft. Ted's pick. a first round draft pick. Ted is also right, we got to find the other a Heisman thing. voter. Ted was also a Heisman finalist. Most people don't know that. Just not in football. Um, you vote for the Naismith Award too, right? No, I don't do any of that. No, Ted does. Oh, Ted. oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. yeah you All got of those it. things. Who'd you vote for last year? Ed O'Bannon or Charles O'Bannon? Which O'Bannon was it? Because they were both really good. Fighting O'Bannon. It was a tough. It was a tough decision last year. I voted for EJ. Oh, good. That's that's a good decision. Of course you would. Uh, Jim Harbaugh says he's coming back next season, unless he's not. Details next. Common Man and T Bone on the fan. Fan traffic from the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. 
Good afternoon. Still watching a serious accident on East Broad Street at 3rd Street. This crash does involve injuries. Please use caution over here. You'll also find the on-ramp is blocked on 270 northbound at Roberts Road on the West Outer Belt. The ramp is closed due to a fuel cleanup crew. Please avoid if possible. Striving Port is sponsored by Meyer. Say big at Meyer on your holiday ham. Right now, Meyer spiral sliced hams are just 89 cents a pound. That's right, just 89 cents a pound. So you can put more on everyone's plate. Limit two. See the Meyer app or Meyer.com for details. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Your undisputed leader in talking about nothing. This is Man and Bone. Hello. Happy Tuesday. Hey, don't forget to check out the Common Man and T-Bone podcast. It's sponsored by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. Wherever you get your audio, Google, Spotify, Apple, we're there. Just search Common Man and T-Bone. Every single show comes right to your device free of charge, including some podcast-only extras that Teddy puts in there. Mm. And you never know what those are going to be. Teddy was working on the extras today. What is it, Teddy? I was. We uh, had a little bit on Deion Sanders we did several years ago, and I thought, hey, Deion's in the news. That's right, he is. So I put that in there, and there there was also a story from you talking about your, I think it was your first visit to the zoo, if you remember that. I don't remember that. It involved a rhino. Oh, I do. I remember that. Yes, they were. There was some passionate lovemaking going on. That's right. I didn't know what among it was the, at first. Among the rhinos. I said, why does that rhino have a large pink crowbar? Yes. <laughs> Smuggled it in. It was curved at the end. Mm-hmm. Right. It took me by surprise. Sure. It was also much, it was long, but it was much thinner than I thought it would be. Yeah. For a rhino. Had you given it much thought prior to that no, moment? But then when, I, that when, when like? I saw it, you know, I expected it to be girthier. Mm-hmm. This is maybe the, maybe you know why am I assuming all the, rhinos are cut the same? I was going to say that's the that's the children's book that never got written. The girth of the rhino, the girthy rhino, right? No one ever right. Maybe you the were, rhino that was on the receiving end, the female rhino, also thought. I thought it would be girthier than this. Oh yeah, you act like in the animal kingdom. There's not uh, right. disappointment. That's or what I mean. Whatever. Sure, I'm sure there's some rhinos. If that, I were in the animal kingdom, I mean we are, but you know what I, I know mean. What you mean right. And it was just, you know, because it's different when you're an animal. You just go up to the woman and show it to them. Maybe just, no, that's not, no, it's not that simple. Jump on their back. It's not that simple at all. Are you kidding me? Have you ever seen peacocks? Why? Well, it's different Why they have for all different those species. Feathers? No, because they all have to show off and you got to make a scene and there's got to right, be a dominant what, what one I'm that saying shows is, up and you go, I want to be with that one. Yes, I would show up. I would do my little dance and right. show them my peepee. They would laugh. Yeah. And, and then, then they'd go away. to the other guy. Exactly. And I would die alone. Exactly right. I was listening to a podcast about wolves because, hello, that's where my life is. Gerald Ford right. mauled by wolves today. But the scientists who, because you know wolves, this just in, they have to manage the wolves. They have to be careful with the wolves because if you get too many of them, they kill all the ranchers' cattle. But you get too few of them, and then all the deer take over, and then stuff doesn't work right in the parks and where all the wolves are. But anyway, wolves are very important. They track the wolves. And so they found that like there was a female wolf 
who had become like kind of the leader. She was the 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 highest ranking single lone wolf out there that an eligible male would want to get with, right? Yeah. And she had two brothers that both wanted her affection in that they were studying and the younger brother was the one that got her affection and the older brother couldn't really take the hint they said. So younger brother and you know dominant female wolf they're doing their thing and then older brother is like hey how's it going you want to go on a date Susie Q and she'd be like oh yeah sure you can come along on the hunt and younger brother meanwhile's you know winking at her. it down right yeah. he's doing his thing and so they've got a thing going on but older brother's like the third wheel and they they were saying that even among the wolves this was a little bit awkward yeah. And then every time that the older one would try to like sniff in there and be like, hey, how's it going? Can I? And she'd be like, absolutely not. No, thank you. Younger brother is going to be doing just fine in that department. And so that they said that was a thing. And they lived like this for years. They tracked these wolves and they have no idea if older brother ever was able to uh, seal the deal. Yeah. They don't think he did, though. Yeah. Bizarre, right? You don't hear enough about sibling sex with the human race. I don't I don't know that. I'm just saying, the wolves, there you go. They just take care of it. Who cares? What do you mean? Whoever's around. Well, no, it wasn't. It was two brothers competing for the same girl. Oh, I thought it was, they were, the girl was a sister. No, 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 I thought they were doing it with the sister. No, no. I see. No, they would have shot them all dead if that was happening. Are you kidding? They've got standards. What's happening? They wouldn't let that happen. You know, the Egyptians, that's how they kept it in the family. I, yeah. You know, they were all doing it with each other. we, We got it. We called the royal family. We know. I mean that that no, but I mean, keeping that like, all in directly. I well at one point that's what the yeah, royal family was back in the day. That's right. No, I'm just saying these were two brothers going after the different lone wolf lady and she picked the younger brother and the older brother had to deal with that. I was watching a show on wolves year ago or years ago and it was one of these, you know, researchers and they had this idea for an experiment, let's of course film it and mm. put it on TV. Right. They thought, you know, because huskies and wolves are so similar mm-hmm. that if you introduce slowly a husky dog to a wolf pack, they will adopt it, and it would be part of the pack. This was the theory they were working this, off this of? This was the theory. I see. Right? And so they're filming this experiment, and you know, little sniffs and introductions over the course of many weeks, and it seems to be going very well to the point where, okay, we, we feel pretty confident we're going to leave this husky overnight with the wolves oh boy because we think we're, we're pr- pretty sure they've accepted they, they've accepted this husky mm-hmm. it's gonna be part of the pack so they came back in the morning boop, 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 they ate the dog <laughs> yeah because they're wolves I they're but, wolves you know man. these are people who study wolves and even they were pretty confident they're like i think we've done it then they came back they had a little you know egg mcmuffin in their hand like hey i just sleep but oh Oh, dead. Oh, dead husky. Sorry. What's the next experiment? Peanut butter and jelly in the same bottle. (laughs) This one's dead. Well, mark him off the list. It's over for Bozo, unfortunately. Uh, How about a chihuahua with a colony of New York City sewer rats? Right. Well, that's interesting. Let's see what happens. But you know what, though? That, That is how science works, where it's like, we don't know until we try. And then they try and they're like, all right, fail. Wrong. Fail. But at least now they know and they check it off and say, we did it. Uh, Jim Harbaugh says he'll be back at Michigan in 2023. He said, that time of the year, the time of speculation. But I think no man knows the future. 
The way this guy talks, now, it's yeah. like he's an oracle from I know, the 16th I know what, century. Huh, give, is that all that he says? No, I, that? Ha, I have Give more, me the rest, because I, I think I know where that comes from, but go ahead. But I think that people that think we've done a good job are pleased with the job that we've done here at Michigan, and they're going to be very happy to learn that we will be back enthusiastically coaching the Wolverines in 2023. And for those people who don't approve of the job we've done or would rather see somebody else coaching here, I think they'll most likely be disappointed to learn that we'll be back coaching the Wolverines and in 2023. He sounds like a pro football talk article come to life where it's like, if you think this is a possibility, then you're going to enjoy it. If you don't think it's a possibility, I'm Mike Florio. I used to be a lawyer. Yeah, I can't stand those articles and I can't stand Jim Harbaugh. Now, I don't believe Jim Harbaugh. In this article, you don't believe for what's worth. Well, I don't believe that means he's done. If the Colts decide to give up on the Jeff Saturday experiment, you don't think that would be somewhat? You don't think that call is going to get made? I'm, I'm sure. Not saying, no, I'm sure it will get made. I just him saying this. The only way I can see it is if Jim Harbaugh wins the national championship. I can see him then saying, "Well, I've accomplished it. I've won here." Now it's time for me to go. Anything short of that, no, I can't see him taking a pro job. Even I, could if they see, call. I could see him taking a pro job under these auspices. One, I won you Brad two. Yeah, I won you two Big Ten championships. That's number one. I beat Ohio State twice. So that's not just a fluke. I did it a couple times. And I got us to the college football playoffs. And if yes, if they don't win the college football playoffs, they don't win a national championship, I can still hear him, see him saying Hey, we we got to the playoffs. I put the program back on national championship trajectory. I beat That's Ohio fine. State. Michigan fans aren't going to buy that. What do you mean? If they gonna, if they lose to they TCU, have to buy anything? No, they'll hate him. He doesn't want to be hated. They'll hate him. This man doesn't care about being hated. This he guy cares. says whatever he thinks. No, he cares now. Now he cares if his dad likes him. That's what he cares about, which is fine. Dad I mean, I, I care about that too. Point. All right. All I'm saying is he will say whatever he has to. Until he decides, ah, I decided to change my mind. Don't forget, all the people that he's wanting to air quote like him were the guys two years ago that all wanted him fired. Rightfully so, in my opinion. And I can't believe that it's turned around as well as it has. But I don't think Jim Harbaugh has any loyalty to the Michigan men and women who were sitting there going, get rid of this loser. He sucks. We need a new guy in here. He's terrible. If then... My, the tables have turned. Now he's at a point where he's got Michigan flying. They're playing great. And the NFL comes knocking and says, hey, by the way, we're going to give you whatever you want. You get full control. You want to go back and try to win that Super Bowl again? If it's the Colts, let's say, yes, crazy owner, but owner who really wants to win. I'm just saying, if that opportunity exists, I think he takes it. I don't think he does. Maybe he does if it's a situation like the Chargers, where there's a quarterback okay. right there. Well, he has ties to San Diego. Well, clearly. he does. He does. All I'm saying is, if the job is right for him and he wants to take it, that quote will mean nothing. He will still go. Where does Brad Osmus fit into all of this? I said auspice. Oh. I thought you Under were in those auspices. I see. Inside the NFL, coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. 
Good afternoon. You'll find the ramp from Roberts Road to 270 northbound that is still closed due to an ongoing fuel cleanup. Please avoid if possible. You'll also find a crash still causing some delays on East Broad Street at 3rd Street. It is in the clearing stages, but traffic is still slow. This traffic report is sponsored by Tim Hortons. Tis the season at Tim Hortons with five festive peppermint beverages to satisfy your holiday cravings. And now Tim's Rewards guests can get a $1 medium peppermint mocha ice cap on the app. Naturally and artificially flavored. Limited time, U.S. only, valid online or in the app. Terms apply. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are. Leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. For the obesity, stay for the anger. This is Common Man and T-Bone. One of us is slightly less obese than he used to be. Yeah. The other one making up for it by gaining more weight. What do you mean? I'm getting fatter. Yeah, but how how so how much? What's what's the damage here? Like I I don't know. I'm not even getting on the scale. That's how Uh, bad it is. Oh, I see. Okay. So we're at that stage. I don't want to know. What's the point now? It's Christmas time. Yeah, that's right. Maybe in January I'll get on the scale. Maybe. I'm just telling you. I'm liver king. You're liver king? You're going to do that? Remember all my... No, no, no. Remember my liver enzymes were all out of whack? Oh, I forgot. That's right. That hasn't scared me. (laughs) I'm powering right through that. Listen, I will say this. There is nothing wrong with starting something up in January and all that, but legitimately, if you are someone who's like, yeah, I want to lose some weight... Literally start today. No, I'm not starting today. No, I mean that's like, disrespectful to the you, Christ child. What do you, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta celebrate. Yeah, all okay. month. Yeah, by doing what? Eating Christmas cookies? Yes. Oh, that's how I show my love. Is that, <laughs> through food and you eating? Can't food. Show it any other way? No. What about your body being a temple? You could take care of your body. No, no, no. I've always known you to be never, very. That was never in the book. I've I've always known you'd be very concerned about what the baby Jesus thinks of you. I so am very that's concerned. Good. I'm good. Well, I'm glad. Only, only him as an infant, though. Oh, right. Not as, as an adult. As he grew up, man. I don't care about the. You opinion. don't think about his opinion. No. Then. When he said all those nice things about loving other people and all that no, stuff, that care. you don't care about him. No. Feeding five thousand people with like two loaves and six fishes or three fishes or I always forget the loaves and the fishes. I always get that confused. Mm. I think it was more fish than loaves. Two loaves and like seventy-two fishes. I think is how many it was. No, you got to have more loaves than that. No, it was only two. Well, the whole point was that it was nothing. It was like two loaves and five fishes. And then he was like, oh, yeah, I'll just keep making this into food. It was impressive. That's why it was a miracle. And that's why we eat all this food right now is to remember that miracle of just boundless food. Yeah, but you know what, though? You say my decision makes no sense. None of this makes any sense. Why do you know growing up as, as an Italian in an Italian family? Why did we eat no meat on Christmas Eve? No, I don't. Why? I I have no idea. It was probably one little sentence. Right. That said something about fish. And we said, oh, yeah, all right, we'll do that. No, I was saying you believing that you had to eat all kinds of food to honor the baby Jesus. Well, do it however you want. I'm just saying, if you are someone who's like, I'm going to do it January 1st, I'm just going to give you a little secret. Probably not. Like, do it now. 
Get up today. Do it now. Yeah, tonight. Go on a walk, and then tomorrow. I don't you like know, this conversation. Common Man and T Bones inside the NFL. Brought to you by my friend Dick Masheter Ford. Open twenty four seven at MasheterFord.net. Send your pep talk for your support group. Just trying to help you out. By the way, I'm maybe, eating a Twinkie right now. Maybe you feel like the Cowboys. The Cowboys keep saying, "Oh, we might sign OBJ." Oh, we're interested. They never seem to do it. They're going to put it off until New Year's, and they're going to get a new resolution. They're never going to sign him. But supposedly, Cowboys and OBJ met. There are many options on the table, according to Jerry Jones, where he said the Cowboys on Tuesday, that would be today, have had plenty of discussions, but there's no timeline for the decision. He was on his radio show in 105.3 The Fan in Dallas, where he often coughs uncontrollably. Oh, no. And he said... (laughs) Well, he did last week, and then he said, God, I need a, I need a shot of Jack. <laughs> Go listen to that audio. He sounded like Flo, with Flo was having a bad day at the bowling alley. That was not good. Anyway, he said, by no means are we at a position to say close or where we are. We're just discussing the many options that are there. I really want this OBJ thing to be settled just because I'm so sick of hearing about Odell Beckham Jr. Every time I look up at TV where there's a talking head show, it's Odell Beckham Jr. is thinking about visiting a team. He has visited the team. They haven't made a decision, but he's visiting. He's passed out on the plane while on his way to visit right. the team. Yes. Well, we're so excited to talk about him. Anyway, so that it continues to be a storyline. Meanwhile, a source has told Tim McManus at ESPN that the Eagles are going to be down... Robert Quinn for at least a few weeks. Uh, defensive end Robert Quinn slated to have his knee scoped this week. He will be placed on IR, according to a league source. Um, so he was on the injury report Friday, inactive for Sunday's game against the Titans. That was a little concerning. Something didn't feel right after practice on Thursday. And now that means he's ineligible for the next four games. So big loss there. We'll see if that affects them. So far, not much has affected the Eagles this season. They've been great, but we'll find out if that does anything to their great season. Ravens, meanwhile, are saying Lamar Jackson is week-to-week with his knee injury. He underwent MRIs on Monday. Harbaugh did not have any specifics. John Harbaugh, that is. I thought they said PCL. Did well, they not? Harbaugh didn't have the specifics, but Schefter says it was a sprained PCL, and that could be anywhere from one to three weeks. So we'll see. But something to keep an eye on there. And I like these quotes from Mike Tomlin. He was talking about George Pickens, who his wide receiver, who was not happy with his role and got mad after they had a change of possession in the win over Atlanta. As he's walking off the field after one of their failed possessions, he said, throw me the effing ball, and that got caught on camera. And he, Mike Tomlin, was asked about this. He said, I'd rather say woe than sick him. I want a guy that wants to be a significant part of what it is that we do. Now, the appropriate professional mature way to express that, we're going to work on that, but I want that guy with the competitive spirit. And I don't blame him for saying that. I think that's right. Thanks, Bone. You're welcome, man. Uh, The portal is packed with quarterbacks, but do you want any of them? We'll discuss coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Some slowdowns to watch out for. You'll find an earlier accident has cleared from East Broad Street at 3rd Street. All lanes have reopened, but traffic is still slow as it recovers. You'll also find some delays on the north side of I-71 northbound between 670 and 11th Avenue. About a five-minute delay. This traffic report is sponsored by Take 5 Oil Change. Take 5, they're faster than you think. That means you'll get your oil change faster than it takes to get through the outer belt during a rainstorm at rush hour. So go visit them and see for yourself just how fast you can be in and out. Take five to stay in your car, 10-minute oil change. Eliana Ray with fan traffic. Highly medicated, barely educated. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Got some news for you, Bone. 
All right. From our favorite baseball reporter, John Hyman. John Heyman? John Hyman. Okay. Because when Hyman breaks it, you know it's real news. Okay. The Guardians have agreed to a two-year, $33 million contract with free agent first baseman Josh Bell. Oh, that's he can, nice. He can opt out after the first year of the contract. So Josh Bell had a couple good seasons with the Pirates. Uh, last year was in Washington, and he was involved in that Juan Soto trade with him going to San Diego. At the time, Josh Bell was a big get in that trade because he was having a fantastic first half of the year with the Nationals. Then he went to the Padres and pooed all over himself. So he needed to sign a show-me contract. Eventually, Essentially, this is what this is. Because if he does show you, then he can opt out of the first year after the first year of the steal. The Indians, I'm sorry. You know, that's the first time I've done that. All year long. That right, is the yeah. first time I've done that. Now, I've, I've called them the Indians when referring to past teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that is the first time I've done that. The Guardians would like some more offensive pop in that lineup. And in theory, you've achieved that today. Well, doesn't this feel like the type of deal that is kind of perfect for the Guardians where... They're not going to be in on any Trey Turner level deals, right? They're not going to be. $300 million. No, no, right. That's never going to be them. Or at least if it is, it's not with this ownership group. But they had some reasonable success this year, some pretty wild success, quite honestly. Not something I think most people outside of maybe the most diehard Guardians fans felt was going to happen. So now is the time to say, all right, let's see if we can get a few players in here that shake up the lineup, add a little bit more pop to it. And see if that is something that helps us get over the hump in a, again, what should be a very winnable division for them. I think that's a nice move. And I don't, I know that it comes with some downside, right? As far as it just may not work out. But then what are you in anyway? You're not in much different of a boat from that standpoint. If you don't get much pop out of that position, all right, that's kind of where you were this year anyway. Anything you find there is a bonus. And then at the end of the year, if it comes down to it and, Josh Bell decides, all right, now I want to go get some more money because I played a lot better than was expected. Maybe the Guardians aren't that team. But now that would mean you've got a season of a guy that hopefully is pretty good for you if he can rediscover what he had when he was with the Nationals. But we'll see if that happens. Jackets playing in Pittsburgh tonight. Coverage starts at 630. Catch all the action right here on the fan. Elvis will get his first start in three weeks. Elvis has been bad. He's in the first year of a five-year contract. I was reading this on First Ohio Battery today. Because they get into the advanced metrics and all that stuff. Per moneypuck.com, Elvis has posted a league-worst negative 12.9 goals saved above expected. Thatcher Demko, the goalie who is the second-worst in that metric, has posted a minus 11.2 goals saved above expected in six more games than Elvis. Elvis has not been good. Now, this is him not playing well. This is the defense in front of him not playing well. But I love this quote from Brad Larson. When I say I love it, I chuckle at the absurdity of it. When asked about Elvis starting tonight, here's here's what Lars had to say. Yeah, It could be great. Could be horrific. Could be something in between. I don't know. Hmm. Oh, well, that's, is that all? <laughs> he knows he's got a better game. I know he's got a better game. Okay. Well, right. Sounds confident <laughs> to me. I mean, he's pretty much, I'll give him this. He's being realistic and saying, we don't know what to expect out of a guy who is currently 
the twelfth highest paid goaltender in the in National the, Hockey in League? the first year of that contract. Too. Right, right. I'm saying like you're that's not usually something that your manager, your head coach would say in that situation, but in this case, Brad Larson's keeping it real and saying, We have no idea what to expect right now. I know he can play better than this. I hope he plays better than this, because we need him to. But it could he's acknowledging there's a possibility this could go very off the rails. That's that's terrible. What are you hoping for, Lars? I'm hoping for somewhere in between murder and everlasting life. Oh. Okay. Sounds good. That's a that's we'll see what happens quite the tonight. Wide swath. You're uh, right. Six thirty against the Penguins. Catch all the action right here on the fan. Transfer portal. You and I both believe that the next quarterback for the Buckeyes is somewhere in the portal. I don't think on this roster, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I decided to look at all of the names in the portal. At least what the the websites tell me are the top names in the portal. All right. And I'm going to throw some names out at you, and you can and I'll I'll do the same thing. We like him. We don't like him. We don't know who he is. Okay. We don't know enough about him. Right. And then I can click on his uh, profile and it'll tell us. Yeah. All right. I like that. Let's According do it. to on3.com, the number one quarterback in the portal is Devin Leary from NC State. They have him with a 95 rating on here. They also, by the way, show his NIL value. Oh, what's and it's $189,000 is what they say for Devin Leary. That's, that's pretty. Okay. I know people like him, but admittedly, I have not seen enough of him. Yeah, I'm I'm a little skeptical. I know I don't know, man. I know you're higher on the transfer portal in general, I think, than I am. I'm not higher on the portal. I'm just down on the quarterbacks on this roster right now. Well, I think that's because we I mean, we just haven't seen a lot of some of the younger quarterbacks, right? You know, I mean I, I'm I'm not there yet to fully say that this is the only way to go about it. But who else is out there? Because I'm, I don't know. Right, Dennis, no like Dennis, no like or Dennis Leary? Is, yeah, he's not my guy. All right. Well, they got a four-star grade on him. Okay. Uh, Brennan Armstrong, the Virginia quarterback, he's entered the portal. No. Is that, is, no. You said what, West Virginia? No. This is Virginia. Oh, Virginia. The okay. West Virginia guy's That's also JT in the Daniels, portal. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's not on this list yet. I don't know why if he didn't put his paperwork yeah, in. He's, he's not official. Right, okay. The Oklahoma State guy's not on this list yet either. Well, that's the, see, that's the one I'm a little interested in. In um, what's oh his gosh, name, what's Teddy? his name? Uh, hang on, hang Spencer on. Sanders. Spencer Sanders. So Spencer Sanders, from what I recall, decent throwing the ball down the field, much better at, well, not much better, much better than what you've seen here at Ohio State the last few years of able to run the football. Now, is that what Ryan Day's looking for? I don't know, but you do have someone who used to be on Oklahoma State staff, don't you? Jim Knowles would be able to tell you probably real quick if Spencer Sanders is someone, if they're looking and they're actively looking to see we want to bring in some help at quarterback, if that's truly the route that Ohio State's thinking of going, don't you think they've already asked Jim Knowles about Spencer Sanders and saying, hey, if this guy does come out of here and it looks like he's going to enter the portal, that's someone we need to take a look at. And I'm sure you get your answer real quick because Jim Knowles should be fairly familiar. I'm looking at all these guys on the gram too to see oh. what they post. Okay. Brennan Armstrong, the Virginia quarterback, he's from Shelby, Ohio. Right. His Instagram's fairly boring. Okay. Well, then let's pass on him. I want someone who's going to be exciting on the gram. I don't want someone who's going to be boring. Fairly boring for him. Okay. I think he's a lefty. 
Oh. All, right. All right, number three, DJ Ui Angalale mm-hmm. from Clemson. Now, he, of course, was a big-time five-star guy coming out of high school, but it hasn't worked out at Clemson. Are you interested in Ui Angalale? I don't feel like whatever's happened there at Clemson is because everyone at Clemson forgot how to coach. Now, caveat to that, usually I would say that most good programs, when they get a good, talented player and that guy doesn't play well, there's got to be something maybe going on with that player. But I know, I want to think, think that Clemson, some of their offensive coordinators they have had over the last few years, really haven't panned out the same way that they did four or five years ago when they were at their peak. So maybe there is something to the coaching level of what DJ Uyangale is getting at Clemson. I'm willing to give that a possibility that Ryan Day could get more out of him than Dabo and the coaching staff there. But that's about the only reason I would even consider it. Because watching him actually play, he has not looked in any way, shape, or form like someone that you could say, yes, give him the keys to your national championship caliber roster and let him go guide you to a national championship. He hasn't shown that for Clemson. In fact, it's been the complete opposite. They basically had to, they were playing him despite the fact that he wasn't playing well. So I don't don't know that that's the answer here. Number four on their on their list is a guy from Western Kentucky, Austin Reed. I didn't know anything about him, so I looked him up on the gram. Uh, he likes the Christ Child. Okay, if that helps you. Well, I know you do too. Uh, he That's has great. a very nice looking blonde girlfriend. So of course, that. are you telling me the big time college football players have hot girlfriends? Well, I'm just saying he's from Breaking Western Kentucky. News? I haven't seen him play, so I got to go on this intangible. Do you want me stuff? to call Ten TV over here? Break some news. You just, should go report that. I'm just telling you. Why don't you get on TV right now and break that? Uh, Hot people like attractive, sexy, talented people at big-time universities. That's how that works, typically. Nick Evers from Oklahoma, he has entered the portal. I have no idea who this guy is. Has he played there? Uh, I don't recall. I don't think he has. I don't know Nick. Nick, What's his name? Nick Evers. Oh, Evers. That was easy. Hudson Card from Texas. Yeah, I know him. Bad. I don't want him. Not your guy. No. Yeah. Jacoby Criswell from North Carolina. I have not seen him. Is that the Chrisley knows best? Is that? Is he no, they're to that going guy? to jail. Oh, they are? Oh, you didn't see that? No. What oh, happened? Yeah. Ta- all sorts of fraud. Oh, good job. Bank fraud, Way tax go. fraud. They're going to jail for like 17 years. Oh, no. Yes. Like dad and mom? Both the parents. Yeah. Oh, boy. Long jail. Well, that's too bad. I'm sorry I brought that up, honestly. Actually, I'm glad I know now, but that sucks. Cade McNamara, he's already made his decision. He's going to Iowa, former Michigan didn't, quarterback. Didn't him. Did you want him? No. No. Hank Bachmeyer from Boise State. Yeah, I mean, I, mm. there was there was some talk about him earlier. I don't think he's, no. Drew Pine from Notre Dame. Now, we didn't see him. Who was the guy that we saw week one who got hurt? Chris Pine. No. No. <laughs> who was who was Notre Dame's quarterback? I forget. I don't remember. I ejected Notre Dame out of my memory the second we played him in week one. I don't care anymore about Notre Dame right, until anyway. next year. Uh, Graham Mertz from Wisconsin, a.k.a. Fred Mertz. I mean... Now, I will say this about Fred, think, Fred Mertz. I don't think he's the answer. But I you, don't either. You got the question mark of, did he get the best coaching at Wisconsin? Right. You know, he was, I want to say, the highest rated recruit that Wisconsin had ever gotten. You know, he was That's highly right. thought of coming out of high school. I don't know if the Buckeyes were in on him when he was in high school. He's from Kansas originally. I have no idea. But 
perhaps that could be someone that you look at. Yeah. Again, uh, we Don Slovis from uh, Piet. Yes, but he was previously Keaton Slovis of USC. That's, if I'm not that's mistaken, right. Way You're back, exactly like, right. He's one of those, like JT Daniels. There's been a few of these guys that were at USC and then they've left that program and gone elsewhere. And then I think JT Daniels went to Georgia. Am I wrong? And then came up to West Virginia. Like, that dude's been everywhere. But Keaton Slovis has also been a couple places too, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know any of these people. Haynes King. From Texas A&M, do we know him? Haynes King was, um, where did he play? A&M? Yeah, no, that's that's right. I'm confusing him with another quarterback then. No, Haynes King was like bad, right? Came in, wasn't very good. Yeah, but that whole offense was bad. Yeah. But he's, I want to say this dude has uh, transferred like a couple times maybe. I know I've heard Haynes King's name for some reason other than just today. And that's No, it doesn't say. He's been at Texas A&M. Oh, well, then maybe he tried to transfer and everybody was like, no, don't do that. And he stayed. Right. Maybe that's it. Teddy, what else do you have for me? Anything? Any other? No. I think we're good. Covered all of them. The uh, Notre Dame quarterback was uh, Taylor Buckner. Oh, yeah. I think, but it yeah. But looked like Beckner or Buchner. Buchner, or maybe. Right, yeah. B-U-C-H-N-E-R. Yeah, it's Buckner. You're right. Yeah. All right, all well, right. he's dead. He's yeah, played against the Buckeyes. Do any of those guys sound better to you than Kyle McCord or Devin Brown? I don't know. That's the tough part, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know that any of them do. Uh, baseball's doing something with ping pong balls. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Heavy delays expected on Route 315 southbound to 4th Avenue. A disabled vehicle blocking the left lane. Traffic is bumper to bumper from Ackerman Road. Please use caution in this area as traffic continues to build. About a 15-minute backup is expected. This traffic report is sponsored by Meyer. Say big at Meyer on your holiday ham. Right now, Meyer's spiral sliced hams are just 89 cents a pound. That's right, just 89 cents a pound. So you can put more on everyone's plate. Limit two, see the Meyer app or Meyer.com for details. Only an array with fan traffic. Objects in radio may be dumber than they appear. This is Man and Bone. Gonna take some gasoline burner house down. All right, here's some quarterback news for you. All right. Doctors concluded today that 49ers quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo does not need foot surgery. It is not a Liz Frank injury. And if rehab goes smoothly... He could have a chance to return in seven to eight weeks, making him a potential playoff contributor. This from Schefter. The other quarterback news is the Rams have officially hit rock bottom. They've claimed Baker Mayfield. Sure. I mean, uh, I feel like this is a little bit. Do you ever watch Arrested Development, that show? Where, uh, Tobias, you know I have. Tobias Funke, who was played by David Cross, I believe was the actor. Yes. And uh, he and his wife, Lindsay, in the show, they don't have the greatest relationship. And he is a marriage counselor, among other things. And he at one point says to her, ah, these couples who are on the rocks, they always try this open relationship thing and they say that it'll work for them. And she goes, well, well, does it ever work? And he goes, oh, no, these people are just so deluded. They always think it'll work, but it never does. And then he pauses and goes, but maybe it'll work for us. Mm-hmm. And they decide to have an open marriage. It's like, yeah, that's kind of where I feel like the Rams are now. They're like, oh, these teams think Baker Mayfield. Yeah, it's not going to work out. But maybe it'll work for us. It won't. It won't. It's not an open marriage. It's just, it's a bad idea and it's not going to happen. Like how they asked, uh, what's his name? Shanahan. Oh, Kyle, Kyle Shanahan. Shanahan. Yeah. I wanted to say Mike Shanahan. Yeah, Obviously right. not. He's not a lobster. So no. Kyle Shanahan, head coach of the 49ers. Hey, you think Baker 
And he said, well, that would surprise me. Well, it would surprise you would, considering you're the one making the move. He would know. I mean, I, I like that answer. Honestly. He's rolling with Brock Purdy. Purdy. But Jimmy Garoppolo could be back for well, postseason extravaganza. Right, so why so why not go ahead and do that? All I know is the Rams don't. What, what are they going to hurt at this point? Nothing. You have right? John Wolford. Wofford. Yeah. Well, they're and they're bad. What are they like three and nine? Yeah, they're terrible. Yeah. So if Baker Mayfield goes out there and plays amazingly. Then you, that all that does is complicate maybe your off season a little bit, helps you win a few more games, gives you a lower draft position, and quite honestly, that's probably not going to happen. Probably no. going to keep losing. No. So then that they have actually nothing helps on that you. team anymore. Aaron Donald's hurt now. Offensively, Cooper Cup is dead. They can't run the football. Allen Robinson's dead. They trade away all the draft picks too, right? Yeah, kind of, all the draft picks right. are gone. So they're and do they like if they're bad? Do they do they have the rights to those already traded away? I guess so. Yeah, this I don't is. Know. And they're ass up against the cap, I think, too. Mm. That's not good. What did I tease for? Well, the baseball's uh, doing things with ping pong balls. So tonight is the first ever Major League Baseball draft lottery. This was in the new CBA. That's incredible. So this is for the number one pick in the draft. Every team is assigned certain odds. This is, in their mind, something that's going to prevent tanking, even though it won't. So who has the best chance at the first pick? Well, that would be the team with the worst record. The Nationals are that team. They have a 16.5% chance of getting the first pick in the draft. Then it's the A's, 16.5%. I guess they're all 16.5%. A's, 16.5%. Pirates, 16.5%. Then it's the Reds at 13.2%, Teddy. Yeah. You know who they're going to take with the first pick? Who are they going to take? Who? Connor Bedard. That's right. He They're can play baseball too. For him. Hockey yes. star, baseball star, also big time draft pick in the NBA. They're mm-hmm. saying got a, a huge vertical. Huge. Uh, Royals ten percent, Tigers seven and a half percent. The Brewers have the worst odds at the first overall pick with zero point two percent. I mean, I assume this was done to prevent out and out tanking. Air quotes like. Is that the idea here that multiple teams yes, have but, a shot at the first pick but as it, opposed to but just again, giving it to them? If you were serious about for I don't think having the number one overall pick in the major league baseball draft is incentive enough to eliminate tanking. But right. you and I have discussed this. If you're serious about eliminating tanking, shouldn't the Brewers have the best overall chance? Yeah, the first to get team, the first pick in first, the draft? First team that missed the playoffs in they my should mind, have the best chance. Yeah. Now I realize the argument there that some will make is Twofold. One is that's going to leave some teams that just flat out cannot get out of that worst position ever because they never get draft picks. They never get any better. You know what you could do? Hire better people. Spend to run money your team. and yeah, hire better people. Yeah. You're all billionaires. Well, especially in baseball where you have the ability to somewhat spend your way out of the problem. Sure you do. More so than other sports where there's a much harder cap. But on the other side of that, I know there are people that will say, do you really want teams trying to like in the NBA, this would be more of a problem. I don't think it would be in baseball because I don't think a, a star player is that impactful, but like, yeah, you know, in the NBA, I get it next year. You've got the dude coming over from France, right? Who is seven foot four shoots threes. Like he's Steph Curry can dribble between his legs and do all kinds of crazy circus stuff. They're saying this guy might change the NBA the way he plays. If you're the eighth seed, or you're in the play-in tournament, and you're like, guys, we really got to make the playoffs. Let's go. Or would you say, oh, we could be the first team out of the playoffs and have the best odds to get this dude. 
Like they they want to prevent teams from avoiding the playoffs to try to get the best pick if they flipped the draft lottery like that. But I would still rather have teams trying to get to be one of the best teams out of the playoffs slash first team in the playoff. Wouldn't that be better if everyone's aiming for that than the teams that are actively just like, yeah, we do not care about this season. We hope we lose every single game because we want to get the best chance to draft this dude. That's not good either. If you want to watch this, it's 8.30 tonight on Major League Era MLB Network. I did chuckle because, you know, you would think that Rob Manfred would be all over this. He's the commissioner of the league. Even Roger Goodell, when he's going through image problems, he's still there at the draft right. announcing names. Yeah, of course. Front and center. They are phasing Rob Manfred out. He is such a PR disaster. Instead, handling all of this and announcing who won the lottery will be former player Raul Ibanez, who is now Major League Baseball's senior vice president of on-field operations. Because they don't want Rob Manfred to look dry as a popcorn fart and well, embarrass himself in the process. He's proven to be so awful on camera when it comes to, I mean, he sat down for those interviews around the World Series where they ask him, like, so what are you, what are you excited about? And he's like, well, just World Series baseball. You know, it's a, this is the great. pinnacle Back to you. of your game. Like, he didn't have that long prepared. Well, first of all, thank you for that question. And oh my goodness, baseball, we've had such an amazing year. And then he goes for 10 minutes talking about the accomplishments of Major League no, Baseball. It's, it's like they stopped some random guy in the subway and said, what are your thoughts? World Series. Oh, I know. It's a big deal. World Series. Yeah. yeah. And then it immediately was like, uh, that's so, so great. Back to you. Like he did not want any part of being on TV. You're the commissioner of baseball. I, I, I can't that's understand That's kind that. of the gig. You're a salesman. You're yes. selling. The, yes, you're of course dealing with behind the scenes stuff and negotiating with Frederick Douglass, aka Tony Clark, and his big white beard. All those things are important, but you are a salesman. Like you got to be the guy you can sit there and say, "I got to tell you, when I was seven years old, rooting for fill in the blank team, yeah, whatever you rooted for." I would get goosebumps around the World Series, and I'm telling you, as a grown ass man and a commissioner surrounded by baseball all the time, it's still the same. I still feel that way. Right. What no. a celebration this is. That's the problem is he couldn't even deliver the line, let alone do it in a way that would have made you believe right, him. He can't even lie to you. No, but he's like, he can't even spit the line out. That's the, that's the weirdest part. It's such an odd thing that they're like, yeah, he's the commissioner. We're very much behind him. Oh, do have him on TV? No, no, we can't do that. One of the kind of events never been done before. Ping pong balls, major league baseball draft lottery. Should the commissioner be there? No, let's have Raul Ibanez We want show this up. to be successful. So no. Rapid Fire coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. A disabled vehicle still causing heavy backups. Blocking the left lane of Route 315 southbound before 5th Avenue. Traffic is bumper to bumper in this area. Should be clearing up pretty soon. We'll also find some rain showers moving throughout the area. This could be affecting the visibility and the conditions of the roadways. Please be extra cautious. This traffic report is sponsored by Tim Hortons. Just the season at Tim Hortons with five festive peppermint beverages to satisfy your holiday cravings. And now Tim's Rewards guests can get a $1 medium peppermint mocha ice cap on the app. Naturally and artificially flavored. Limited time. U.S. only. Valid online or in the app. Terms apply. Only an array with fan traffic. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. 
Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. These guys are a big deal. And by big deal, I mean cheap and fat. You're listening to Common Man and T-Bone. Happy Tuesday. So glad you've tuned in. Rapid fire coming up in mere moments. Game show in the 5 o'clock hour. What's the game this week, Bone? Uh, today we are going to look at over-under for net worth of YouTubers. YouTubers. I saw a bunch of YouTubers making tons of money. Thought, let's see how much you know about the YouTubers. I know you love to watch them. Love them. Hmm. Rapid fire. Rapid, rapid fire. Sponsored by Custom Air. Custom Air. Custom Solutions. Custom Comfort. All right, Teddy. Rapid fire number one. Where do you think the Buckeyes have the biggest advantage and disadvantage in their matchup against Georgia? Uh, Biggest advantage are wide receivers against their corners. Disadvantage, their wide receivers against our corners. Well, I was going to say, that's not a big margin, by the way. Ohio State is playing one of the best defenses they've seen all... In fact, in my mind, the best defense they've seen all year. So Ohio State's wide receivers like match up way better than their wide receivers do against most teams. No, right. Their secondary is still good. But their secondary is really good, and I'm I'm nervous about that one. Um, do you have I, a different answer? Yeah, my disadvantages are all of them. Okay. <laughs> no, actually, you know what? I'd say C.J. Stroud, better quarterback than Stetson Bennett. Okay. I'll say that, but they don't play each other. Here's the advantage I think Ohio State has. You're playing with house money. You got lucky. This did not. This is not supposed to happen. Georgia is defending everything. They've already won. They're undefeated. They've got everything like that lined up. You've experienced the loss. You've been through that. You went through that. They're a little. They're gonna. If they admit it, they're a little nervous about dropping their game. They want to go two for two. And I'm saying that's maybe where Ohio State has the mental advantages. You've already been through the loss. So what else do you have to lose? Just go out there and play free. Have fun. The way this team plays in close games, I don't know if they have a mental advantage over anybody, but I understand your point. Rapid fire number two. If we had a 12-team playoff this season, then which team that didn't make the playoffs this year would be the most dangerous? Look, I am never going to underestimate Alabama and Nick Saban in big games, and I think Bryce Young's a hell of a player. So that's the one team that I would pick that I think I'd be the most nervous about. I would be nervous about Tennessee. If Head and Hooker Hooker's, was, Hooker's that's hurt. what I'm yeah. saying, right? If he's healthy, then that would be my answer. But he's not, so I'm going to go with with Alabama there. Rapid fire number three. If the NFL had a four team playoff like college football, then what four teams would you select to be in the playoffs? Hmm. As of like now, not who you think at the and end of the season. Like right now, give them to me. I mean, top four. four: Eagles. Uh, Eagles are one. Vikings. I, would you put the Bills second or third? Would you put the Vikings second? Um, because I have I have basically Eagles, Vikings, Bills, and then my fourth team maybe a little bit of wild card. But what's the wild card? Bengals. I put the Bengals. I don't. In the I don't disagree with it I'll just because of the, the way they're playing right now. That's what I mean. They just knocked off the Chiefs. And if we were doing this college football style, you'd say, well, I think the Bengals then have to be considered for that spot, what even though I know the Cowboys. They have Are we overlooking the Cowboys? Vikings? Huh? Okay. Wow, Teddy, no liking the Vikings. No, like, right. The Cowboys beat them by like 50 points, so I don't know. I understand. That was the weirdest game ever. I don't believe in your Cowboys. You're putting the Cowboys? What's your oh. four teams, Teddy? I didn't say you had to put them in the top four. It's, well, it's got to be the Eagles, Chiefs, Bills, Bengals. Oh, all right. Eagles, so you just Chiefs, say, Bills, Bengals. All right, so, so. yeah, you, wouldn't, you just wouldn't put any of those other teams in there. I you, just, you don't like the NFC except for the Eagles. 
Well, I like my my cowboys, but I I don't know if that's just me, you know, or if that's real or not. You know, so that's why I, I left be him honest, out. Ted, I completely forgot that that happened with your Viking or with your Cowboys and the Vikings. So I'm going to say forget that I said that. All right, and I'm going to put in the Chiefs like you said. That's good. Rapid fire number four. There are nine Big Ten teams in bowl games this season. How many wins will they get? All right, I went down the list. I have it here for right. you. I'm going to give you my result okay. for each one. Tuesday, December 27th, the guaranteed rate bowl, Wisconsin and Oklahoma State. I have Oklahoma State winning that game. Yeah, same. Thursday, December 29th, bad boy mowers pinstripe bowl, Syracuse and Minnesota. I have Syracuse winning that game. Mm-hmm. Same. Friday, December 30th, Duke's Mayo Bowl, Maryland against NC State. This was a toss-up for me. I picked NC State. I to got win. NC State winning it too. Saturday, December thirty-first. This is the Trans Perfect Music City Bowl, Iowa and Kentucky. I have Kentucky I winning have Kentucky this game. Winning that, yeah. Uh, semifinal Fiesta Bowl, TCU and Michigan. I have Michigan winning. Yeah, so that's your first one, Big Ten there's win. One Big Ten win. Ohio State and Georgia. As of now, I have Georgia winning. <laughs> right. Monday, January second. This is the Reliquest. Relia? Relia Quest. Relia Quest. Yeah. Mississippi State and Illinois. I have Mississippi State winning. You know what? Maybe you give that one to Illinois. Okay. It's the second win in the Big Ten. Uh, Cheese It Citrus Bowl. Cheese It. LSU and Purdue. I have LSU winning. Yep. And the Rose Bowl, Penn State and Utah. I have Utah winning. So I have one Big I'm Ten say, team winning. I'm going to say Penn State beats Utah. That's three. I'll you be have three. I have so one. I'm being generous in saying three. You've got one. So not good. Rapid fire number five. All right. Kirstie Alley passed away yesterday after battle with cancer. She was, of course, a star in what some people think is the best sitcom of all time. Cheers. Give me your top three sitcoms of all time. Well, I'll just give you personal preference for me. I don't know where these stack up in the Well, that's what he's asking history. for. He's asking for Your personal preference. Top three, three, yeah. right, my three favorite uh, are Arrest Development. I was just talking about that one. Now, here's my, here's my question to you, though. Yeah. Is it a sitcom if it's not in front of a live audience? Yes. Okay. Because it's... Well, here's why. All right. Situational comedy. Okay. All right. That's what I'm saying. Like, okay. Well, no, I'm, I'm saying like anything like that where the situation is... Yeah. So I'm going to say Arrest Development... I'm going to say Frasier, because I love Frasier. The Family Matters. Urkel. Family Matters. Interesting. Choice. Urkel was like, you know, iconic back in the day. And and that's still, I went back and watched some episodes. Still holds up. Still, that's like the family friendly, everybody can get behind that one kind of thing. I don't know if I can narrow it down to three. I mean, I do love Cheers. I love Frasier. You know, I, I think the most underrated sitcom of all time is Wings. Oh yeah, you Wings know I is love great. Wings. Wings was great. Yeah, uh, Seinfeld, Family Ties also. Family I think ties, underrated. Very good. Growing Pains underrated. Would you put Friends in the conversation? I know you liked Friends. I, I do like Friends, but I don't know if I put them in with all this. And you know what? I know you're going to make fun of me. I, I love Lucy. I love. It. I, I can Why sit down. I can watch. I love Lucy all day. Why every am I going to make fun of you? It's it's literally the thing. Right, if I have to pick three. between that and the Honeymooners, those two started this whole thing. I'm going to do. I'm going to do Frasier, Wings, and Seinfeld. Well, I think Frasier, we've, Wings, we've come to consensus then that Frasier is the greatest sitcom of all time. Teddy, what about we both, you? We both had it on our list. Three sitcoms. Um, I think Frasier would be about fourth on my list. Oh, okay. But, <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> anyway. I forgot I, Frasier lost 
to the Cowboys as well. So I also forgot about <laughs> that. That's got my fault. Obliterated. Got obliterated. Yeah. I, I love really Seinfeld, up. Friends, and then another one you didn't mention is The Office. That's my favorite of all oh, time. Yeah, the I Office never, is I never great. Got it. Which office? I love, UK Office or no, US Office? The US Office, obviously. Yeah. Ted's not watching British TV. <laughs> I don't know. Well, actually, I do watch some British TV. Oh, okay. Well, I'm sorry. Watching Peaky Blinders right now. Oh, are you? Seen that? Now? I've I've only Peaky watched, Blinders. I've only watched the first episode. I got to get in on that. Yeah. I've been, I've always I always hear I would like it. So it's I a BBC it. show. Yeah, that's right. I don't know what the hell you're talking. Cillian about. Murphy is that the guy's name? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. College football conference title games ratings have surprised me. I'll tell you why. Coming up next, Common Man and T Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Some slowdowns to watch out for. Delays expected on the west side of I-70 westbound between West Broad Street and Hague Avenue. You'll find some backups on north side of I-71 northbound between 670 and 17th Avenue. And watch out for delays on Route 315 southbound between Lane Avenue and I-70. Traffic report is sponsored by Take 5 Oil Change. To Take 5, they're faster than you think. That means you'll get your oil change faster than it takes to get through I-70 during a rainstorm at rush hour. So go visit them and see for yourself just how fast you can be in and out. Take 5 to stay in your car. 10-minute oil change. On the NRA with fan traffic. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Did you feel that? It's your radio getting fatter. Getting fatter. Chubby time! This is Common Man and T-Bone. Happy Tuesday. Game show coming up. In the 5 o'clock hour, what's the game this week, Bone? Uh, this week we are doing net worth of YouTubers. Because I figured, why not annoy everyone with how much money is made on YouTube by lots of other people, but not us? So they there we go. figured it out. Yeah, good for them. I do, think, I do think this. Because my kids occasionally, you know, they see some YouTubers... And other kids at their school are like, I'm going to start a YouTube channel. And they you know, they talk about this. This is a thing. And I used to get so upset when I would hear my kids say that. Because I'm like, aim higher. What are you doing? Every person that starts a YouTube channel, there's a million people that fail. But then I got to remember, like, what were when you were a kid and I was a kid, at some point, we entertained the idea of, like, I might play professional sports someday. And our parents would be like, ah, shut up. <laughs> You're no Mickey Mantle. How dare you? You know, they were like, yeah, go play sports. You know, and then... Sports have their benefits. They also have their detriments. Same with, I guess, doing some YouTube videos. You learn some skills, how to build a website, how to do stuff like that. But the downside is, yeah, if you think it's going to make you rich, probably not. So as long as you enjoy it, that's fine. Just like if you enjoy shooting baskets at a hoop and you're five foot eight like me, you're never going to play professionally. No, but that's no, you're okay. right. You're right. The other side of that is if you make a fool of yourself uh, in Little League Baseball, like seven people were there and they remember it. Right. But if you make a fool of yourself on the internet, it lives forever. I know it lives forever, but it lives with like a billion other people making a fool of themselves well, at this enough. point. You know, I, like, I know what you're saying though, right? Because there was, remember that Star Wars kid that like did the, 
he filmed himself doing like lightsaber videos. No, and then I don't he, remember. Yeah, he got he got royally roasted for that. And then I know that that's that's not that doesn't mean that's good. By the way, don't do that. Let's not contribute to that. But sure, it it can live forever if it's on the internet. You're right. Conference championship games last week. I saw the ratings for the games. I was a little uh, surprised. Maybe because it was such a big deal here. I thought that the Pac-12 championship game on Friday night. You know, they got the window to themselves, pretty much. Fox, Friday night, playoff opportunity is at stake. I thought Utah and USC would pop a big number. Uh, They didn't, really. 5.9 million people watched the Pac-12 championship game. For comparison, SEC title game, LSU and Georgia, 10.8 million people watched that. Big 10 game, Purdue and Michigan, 10.6. Big 12 Kansas State and TCU, not exactly household names or big markets, 9.4 million. And then you factor in that the Pac-12, Utah and USC, just did 5.9 million. Again, Friday night, exclusive window, all by themselves, not competing against anything else, playoff opportunity at stake there. I'm surprised it didn't draw a bigger number. Yeah, I'm a little bit surprised as well. Um, I think maybe there's something to do with it being on Friday night versus being in Saturday primetime windows. Friday night, they're probably, I don't know, I guess there's people going out on Saturdays too. What am I talking about? But in general, I think the fact that Ohio State fans, you know, were watching that Pac-12 game, doesn't that also kind of make this look even worse? Because yes, that, that number's somewhat propped up by the fact that if Ohio State fans don't have a lot on the line, there's probably another million of those that are probably gone. You know, that number of five-something million is probably even more inflated than it should be. Plus, you have the... Even though the rating wasn't as high, there's still a lot of people who live in the metro area. You have the city of Los Angeles. That's right. I'm saying there should still be a large number of, especially with the season they've had, USC fans who would say, hey, they're back. We're back. We're going to watch this. But I think that's where the disconnect for me with USC always comes in. You see the attendance up for USC and you go, oh, they must have so many fans now. That whole city must be buzzing. And it's like they are. They're buzzing about going to the USC game. Travel somewhere else to watch USC play? Not so much. Watch them on TV? Not our thing, right? Like, it's the place to be seen when USC's good because you can say we were at the USC game. But I think there are still a lot of people in Southern California who they want to go to the game and show up and be a part of that whole atmosphere, but they're not carving out time on their days to watch every single game regardless. You know, and that's, that's the issue. The rating got that game got a 10 rating locally here in Columbus. In Los Angeles, it got a 6 rating. But more people watched in Los Angeles because a 6 rating brings in more than a 10 in Columbus. I get that. But I wonder, of that 6 rating in Los Angeles, how many of those were Buckeye fans living yeah. in Los Angeles? True enough. What would the number of been if it wasn't that Ohio State had something on the line Exactly. There? Such an interesting question, and no way to really answer it. But... I, I think it's worth pointing out the Pac-12 got a Big Ten bump on that one. Mm-hmm. And look, if you deny that that's the case, look at what the Big Ten number was comparatively. Yes, it's on Saturday versus Friday, but you telling me just because Michigan was in the game, that's the whole number? that You have, you have more fans in general that are going to watch that game because you have more Big Ten fans in general that care about college football, I would say, than most Pac-12 fans right now. So maybe that changes if... You know, the Pac-12 were to improve their product. Bad news for them. Two of their best teams are walking out the door. 
I don't think that's ever going to change. And that probably speaks a little bit to why USC and UCLA made that move in the first place. One thing that we do know, nobody cared about the ACC title game, just 3.4 million people. And this is why, you know, some people come out and say, no, we, we don't want 12 teams because it'll make all these other games less important. Well, here was a conference championship game that had no playoff implications at all. Yeah. And no one cared. Of course. No one watched it. I know the argument would be, well, that's going to be the case for lots more games now because you can lose a game and still make the playoffs. Yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't think that most college football fans in the regular season are going to ignore big games. No way. You're if anything, still it makes it those. more entertaining. Right. It, it allows more games to be big games because you still want to find out, like, Bama and LSU play, if they're both top 10 teams, tell me you're not going to watch that because you say, well, they're both getting the playoffs, so who cares? They care. Most people will care to see, is LSU or Bama better right now? That would matter for a lot of reasons. So the games that would be affected would be the ones where a team that's 12th or 13th or that kind of level of team is playing another team that's in maybe the top 10, like 8 or 9. Those games have a lot more steam now. They're going to matter a lot more because it's not just about can we get up to that mythical Final Four. And you're right, championship weekend, every one of those games will, for the Power 5 conferences at least, those will all be for spots in the playoff. I talked about this with Timmy on Friday. You want to talk to me about we have to do our best not to minimize the regular season? Well, then don't schedule Youngstown State. No kidding. Don't put Toledo on your schedule and look at me with a straight face. Nick Saban likes to talk about all that all the time. Talks about the rat poison. You better respect our opponent. You're not respecting our intelligence. No. And by the way, how did Michigan's uh, non-conference schedule look this year? Terrible. The, the worst in college football. Right. And guess what? It worked out for him, didn't it? Yes. I'm not saying that's the reason they beat Ohio State. Clearly not. I'm just pointing out that whether you schedule a big non-conference opponent or not has no bearing on whether or not you can go out and get in the playoffs. So it does affect if you lose one of those games right now, there's a, there's a good chance you're not getting into the college football playoffs. You go to 12 teams, that won't be as much of a factor. Hopefully more teams will then take the initiative to schedule better and games. And there is a big difference between being one of the top four and getting a bye yeah, right? Of course. And then having to maybe go on the road to a first-round matchup or play a first-round matchup, that's a big difference. Don't tell me the regular season's not going to matter. If you've missed anything from the first two hours of the program, we got you covered with the rundown coming up. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. You'll find the ramp from Roberts Road to 270 northbound on the west outer belt that is still closed due to an ongoing fuel cleanup. Please avoid if possible. And some rain showers moving throughout the area. This could be affecting the visibility and the conditions of the roadways. Please make sure to slow down accordingly, especially around sharp curves. This traffic report is sponsored by Fresh Time Market. Got real fresh, real low prices at your local Fresh Time Market. This week save on 80% lean grass-fed ground beef, just $3.99 a pound now through December 6th. Get real. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Just be glad you aren't as stupid as these two. Oh, yes. This, this is Common Man and T-Bone. Happy Tuesday. So glad you've tuned in three hours a day every single day. Do it! I mean, it's an easy choice. You listen three hours a day, or you rot in hell 
for the entire afterlife. If you don't listen for three hours a day, your insides turn to beef jerky. They're not getting properly lubricated by the audio waves that we're putting out to you. So there's lots of bad that goes with that. Bone, would you say that the World Cup in Qatar slash Qatar is a smashing success? Yeah, in a lot of ways, sure. Okay. There's, there's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of people enjoying watching it. What way are you referring to? Well, just, you know, the, it being there, the way that they've put on oh, this oh, oh. World Cup, the hospitality, the fact that they move <laughs> these games to November, no, December. No, no, that's not. Okay. I just mean, All like, right. from a TV standpoint, no, people no, no, are watching no, no, them. No. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, they, they think it's a smashing success, the Qatari government slash royal family. And they are now making a bid for the 2036 Summer Olympics in of course. Qatar. Build all those stadiums. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, sure. Uh, Go ahead. You the should. country has spent at least $229 billion on yeah. all the stadiums, a new subway system, and other infrastructure in preparation for the World Cup. It would cost more money uh, to obviously get them ready for the Olympics. I'm sorry, go ahead. I just want to point out to people again, the country we are referring to has a population that is smaller than the listening audience, the listening, I shouldn't say audience, the listening area for this show, right? Like central Ohio, Columbus and the surrounding counties. We have more people that live here than live full time in the entire country. And that country is smaller landmass than Connecticut. That's the country we're talking about putting in $229 billion worth of infrastructure and saying, oh, and we'll have to do more to be able to host there the is, Olympics. There is no way I they, can, they can do it. The World Cup was a stretch. I mean, they have people in the tent, in the tents in the desert. That's one sport. The Olympics one specific type of stadium. brings in so many more people. There's no way it can happen. I don't see how it would happen. I don't understand how they could possibly make that work. The other nations showing interest in the 2036 Olympics, India, Indonesia, South Korea, and Germany. Uh, In case you've forgotten, the next summer games is in Paris in 2024. I had forgotten that. Uh, Los Angeles gets them in 2028, and Brisbane, Australia is 2032. Mm. When was the last time it was in Australia? That was uh, Sydney? Sydney. I think that's the only time they were in. Yeah, I think you're right. That was 2000. So that'll have been... Was that 2000? When was Atlanta? Was that 96? Atlanta was 96. Okay. I I don't know why I can remember those type of things so well. Because then it was 90. you do. 92, I remember, was was Barcelona. Barcelona. This is all thanks to the Dream Team. Well, that's exactly right. That's probably right. Yeah. You remember? I remember Dream Team, and I remember Freddie Mercury with the opera singer. Yeah. Right before he died or right after he died in Barcelona. Right. In 96, obviously, there was the, sadly, there was the bombing. Yes. But I but I remember the 96 Olympics more for Carrie Strug and the women's gymnastics team going through and getting gold. See that was pretty awesome. we could do this. Now, 88, what, that wasn't, LA was what, 84 or 88? 84 was LA. So what was, was 88? 88 Seoul? Yes. Seoul, yes. You are correct. Ooh, that's good. So then 80 is the next one we'd have to figure out, right? The 1980 yes. Olympics? But I feel like the 1980 Olympics were also a winter Olympics year because wasn't that... They used to believe do it in the mirac- same year. Oh, do you believe in miracles was 80, wasn't it? They, the yeah, they, they used to do it in the same year, then they split it up. All right, so where would that one have been in the summer of 80? God, I have no idea. Was that like uh, Mexico City maybe, Ted? Mm, starts with an M, but that's not it. Starts with an M. Moscow? Montreal? Oh, Montreal. Moscow. 
Moscow. Oh, Moscow. Okay. When was Montreal? Because that's why... 76. 76. Oh, yeah. Okay, right, yeah. And then what was 72? Was that Munich? 72 yeah. was Munich. That was all M's all we, the time. We, we have a lot of... We have a run on M's here. Right. Okay. And 668, forget about it. That was another M. <laughs> Wait, oh, and, oh, all oh, M's. Hold, hold on, hold on. Let me think. Maybe that's Mexico City. Oh, yeah. Bingo. That, that would yes. be Mexico City, right? Yeah, 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 of course. I knew they hosted it at some point. What are we at now? 64? I don't even... I don't even know what was going on in 1964. Kennedy. No, but I'm saying, like, I don't know which sports were sports. They were, were they playing basketball in the Olympics in 64? I don't know. I'm guessing they were, but I don't know. I, I mean, they got tell you. track and fields and stuff. Yeah, track and fields, as they call it. <laughs> ah, those track and fields, you know. They're D- great. Discus. What's, what was 64, Teddy? I don't know. It didn't have it on my list. It skipped that one, so I have to try to find it. 96, 1896, Greece. Because that was the first one, yeah, right. Yeah. Athens, Greece. I and then when one. did Athens? When did they go back to two thousand four? And you're like an encyclopedia. I don't know how that happened. Modern Olympic trivia. Well, I don't, what was two thousand eight? So we because we went Sydney. London was twenty twelve. Yeah. So we went Sydney, and then we China. Went, China. Yes. China was two thousand. Bird's nest. Thank you. Yeah. Now Winter Olympics, I think, would oh, be more difficult. I can't do Winter Olympics. I don't even Salt Lake City. When was Salt Lake City? I got no idea. 2000-something. There was uh, Torino. Yeah. Salt Lake City. Lillehammer mm-hmm. in Norway. I remember Lake Lillehammer. Placid. I'm just naming places I know. Uh, uh, well, we know Sochi, Adam. Uh, Sochi had the winters. Sochi. Yeah, that worked out That was for just him. recent. That was 2014, Sochi. What was 2014 was Sochi? Yeah. When was, uh, what was Salt Lake City? Wait, the, the last one? No, we had... Oh, uh, ba- well, we had oh, it was Japan. This year was Beijing. No, it was China again. Yeah, China got no, it. No, it was the Japan. Winter. And then 2018 was Pyeongchang. Yeah, China. Yeah. Or, and, okay. Yes. And then Sochi was 2014. And then where was, uh, what was going on in 2010? That was Vancouver. Oh, I oh, forgot Vancouver. Vancouver even had them. Wait, when did Salt Lake City have them? Was that like 2000? Man, this is ratings gold. 2002. Right here. Okay, 2002. <laughs> that was old Mitt Romney getting it done back then. <laughs> It was one of his few things he was doing. He was like, we're getting these Olympics. What are you talking about? Mitt's still doing stuff. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, he's I don't, out there. I don't pay that much attention no. to what he's doing now. Oh, I'm his biographer. Oh, are you? I'm writing a book on him. Got a lot of a lot of things going on. I just know, I know Olympics happened. I remember he was he was very involved. All I feel right, like. Common Man and T-Bones. The Rundown. The Rundown. Sponsored by Mobile Center. Part of the 5G T-Mobile Network. CJ officially a Heisman finalist. So it's CJ Stroud. It is Stetson Bennett from Georgia. Caleb Williams from USC. And Hacksaw Max Duggan from TCU. Hacksaw, yeah. Hacksaw. Maxaw is what we call him. Maxaw Jim Duggan. That's Maxaw. Right. Yeah, that's go. fine. That's right. Jackets playing in Pittsburgh tonight. Elvis gets his first start in three weeks. He has been very sucky and bad. Coverage starts at 6.30. Monday night football last night. Tom Brady and the Bucks come back to beat the Saints. The game-winning touchdown pass came with three seconds left. That brings the Buccaneers back to 500, and they are still in first place in that crappy division. And the crew have officially announced Wilfred Nancy no, Wilf- as their new head coach. Wilfred Nancy. Whatever. Yeah. It's, you know what? Here's what I know about Wilfred Nancy. Euro trash. No, he's not. He got a lot of, he got a good amount 
of a great amount out of a Montreal roster that I didn't think was that good. Improved some of the young players, got them to uh, become really good. They got $20 million in transfer fees out of some of the players on that roster. That means he developed talent, and that's good to see. The other thing he likes to do is pair a turtleneck with a suit jacket. You know I like that look. He's, he's got the look, man. I know. I like that look. Yeah. That's a man who's confident in his lovemaking abilities. Oh, I sure. I don't know. I guess. Who knows? Right. You're, you're an international soccer coach. I would assume you're pretty confident in everything you do. But, no, it's a, it's a cool thing for the crew to be able to bring him in. I think he's a good talent as far as manager goes. And for what it's worth, a little history for the uh, city of Columbus. The last time we had a head coach who was who was a black head coach of any of the major sports teams here in town. I was going to say, it's never happened to the crew, right? No, not the crew, not the Jackets. But Randy Ayers, is, to my recollection, would be the last time... Right, that we had a head coach, either Ohio State football or basketball, at a permanent basis. That's how long it's been in the city since we've had, you know, a black head coach is one of the of one of the major teams here. So I think that's also kind of a cool thing that that's happening here, and glad to see it. Uh, today, World Cup, Morocco upsets Spain on penalty kicks, and uh, Portugal blew out Switzerland. What was the final there? Six to one. Yeah, I think it ended 6-1. to one. Cristiano Ronaldo did not start for Portugal. Came in later in the game, but it was already well in hand. Uh, Morocco, that upset of Spain, pretty great. The goalkeeper for Morocco made some tremendous saves in the penalty. They had to go to penalties. It was 0-0 after 120 minutes. And Morocco, 3 to nothing in penalty kicks. They, I was going to say, they didn't score at Spain all, Spain didn't right? score. They, they had one missed and two blocked. They are all missed, technically. But yeah, it was Morocco's goalkeeper may never have to buy a drink or do anything ever again whatever he wants is going to be at his doorstep whatever he needs in that country that's awesome here's what i know i'm sure they're taking this very well in spain oh sure i'm, I'm sure, sure they're, they're not, not freaking out i'm sure they're not lighting human beings on fire in, spain. in the streets well all i know is this second time in a row in the world cup in the knockout round that spain has been knocked out on penalties i believe if i'm not mistaken because i think it I forget who did it last time. Anyway, the point is, that's not what they wanted. They wanted to be better than that, and they are out twice in a row in the same round. That's bad. Common Man and T-Bones, The Rundown. The Rundown. Sponsored by Mobile Center, part of the 5G T-Mobile Network. We talked earlier in the program about quarterbacks in the transfer portal. Will the Buckeyes go after one of those? Well, the Buckeyes are working the portal for secondary help. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Gotta work that portal. Watch out for an accident on 270 eastbound after US 23 north side. It is causing some slowdowns in that area. Plan about a 10 to 15 minute backup as I try to get things clear. We'll also find some delays on Route 315 southbound between Kinnear Road and I-70. Traffic is slow there as well. Traffic report is sponsored by Donato's Pizza. Seems like lately we spend more and get less. Well, Donato says it's time to spend less and get more. Now get $3 off when you spend $20 or more. Order at Donato's.com or the new app using promo code 3. Elmietta Ray with fan traffic. The show that will tickle you stupid. This is Man and Bone. Happy Tuesday. Common Man and T-Bone brought to you by the Hinderer Motor Company. Game show coming up at 534. What's the game this week, Bone? Uh, today we're going to do over under net worth of YouTubers. Because it is obscene how much money some people are making on YouTube. But let them live. Doing what they got to do. All right, here's the latest on the relocation, perhaps 
of the Tampa Bay Rays. You guys have been glued to this story. Oh, I, every time I you I wake get a up every single morning and say, "What's going on with the Rays?" Ted, how many times have I texted you in the middle of the night and said, "Get me the info on the Rays. What's yeah, happening?" At least there? a half a dozen times. At least yeah. a half a dozen times. So once upon a time, the Tampa Bay Rays said, "The only way we're going to stay in this area." is if we get a new stadium in downtown Tampa, we want to be where the action is. So for years, they've been working on that, and they've gotten nowhere with it. Uh, Now they say, you know what? We'll stay in St. Pete. St. Pete's good. Oh. So now they're working on a domed stadium in St. Pete, where they currently are. The stadium would be 30,000 capacity, no upper deck seating, they're saying it would likely cost more than $1 billion. Yes, I'm sure it would. <laughs> Pending approvals, the Rays could move into the stadium in 2028 after their lease at Tropicana expires the previous year. But I'm sure you're not surprised by this, Bone. It's going to be more than just a stadium. Oh? Because we can't just build a stadium. No. Uh, the team would like to build 5,700 multifamily units, 1.4 million square feet of office space, 300,000 square feet of retail, 700 hotel rooms, 600 senior living residences, and a 2,500 capacity entertainment venue. Because we can't just build a stadium. I'm sorry. We have to build a neighborhood. Uh, Well, right, but the 2,500 seat entertainment venue, it's like you're building an entertainment venue as the main centerpiece of this thing. No, this would be smaller, more intimate. (laughs) Right, but... They presumably have other places in Tampa that already serve that need. You're building the baseball stadium and a bunch of stuff around the baseball stadium. Why not build a Home Depot too while you're at it? Just build that and get somebody else's. Well, they got three hundred thousand square feet of retail. Yeah, I guess you're right. It could be a Home Depot. I like how they're we're making this for everybody, including these six hundred senior living residences. Mm-hmm. That's what the seniors want to do. Yeah, It'd be retire. right 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 down by the nightclub action. Because I know that's not a complaint at all for people who have worked their entire lives. They finally can afford to get away and not have to deal with the rat race. And then every other day they're saying, oh, God, we try to go out for dinner and there's people everywhere. Like, you have that 81 times a year? No, thanks. Who would want, unless you are just a diehard baseball fan, like Dick Vitale will live there. There's one. They've sold that one. (laughs) He'll be there because he loves the race and he loves baseball. Now find the other 599 residents who want to do that. Uh, it doesn't say anywhere in here who's going to pay for this. I assume it's not going to be the race. Oh, probably the probably city of St. Pete. a decent amount of it's not well, going to be I mean, be paid we're building them. a hotel room, so we shouldn't have to pay for it. That's how these teams get around paying for all this crap. Well, yeah, the other thing they'll do sometimes, too, is they'll say, we're donating this actually to you, and you get to own this, or you get to have this. See? Isn't that nice of us? But then the reality of that is then the city has to pay for the upkeep of some of those things. Yes, that's Like right. a parking lot or something like that. But by and large, the revenue from this is going to go into the ownership's coffers. That's why they wanted to do this. That's why they were at a point threatening to split their season up between there and Montreal. I still can't Ridiculous. believe that's that's a thing that actually got floated around by the commissioner of Major League Baseball. Well, then he as, came to his senses, or other people came to their senses and told him, no, we why, can't do Why that. did it take anyone I coming don't to know any why. senses? Your senses should have been... stupid. Immediately, that's a dumb idea, and we're never you know going what? to do that. If I'm Montreal, 
I know the hurt of losing a baseball team, right? Yeah, right. There's no way if baseball is going to come back to my city again that I'm going to accept anything short of full-time. There's no halvesies for me. No. No, I would be offended that it would be a suggestion. Yes. I would think if you want baseball to come to Montreal and you're a fan of that city and you've lived there, you know that there's a desire for Major League Baseball to bring it back. But you should want it to be all in. 100%. Don't be used as a pawn in somebody else's game. That's no good. By the way, the A's will probably move to Vegas because everybody loves Vegas. They have no water, whatever. But they're moving to Vegas. They're going right. to build a place on the Strip. That place, too, will apparently be less than 30,000 capacity. They're talking less than 30,000 here. If that's the new going rate for Major League Baseball parks, well, then you know what? Put one in Columbus. Oh, yeah. Baseball We'll stadiums. sell some tickets. I'll tell you this, though. I don't think it's a bad move by baseball teams to create scarcity for their product. Honestly, I don't know that 30000 is going to do that for more than a couple years in Tampa anyway, but you, there's no need to build a 50,000-seat monstrosity, 48,000-seat, 42,000-seat. You don't need to do it. You know you're not going to fill it 90% of the year. Don't buy, or 90% of your seasons. What am I talking about? You're not going to fill that. So build it smaller, and if it ever gets so popular that you are just popping out of the seams left and right, you can charge more money for tickets, and people will gladly pay it because it's just in such high demand. Wouldn't that be better than having empty seats left and right and always looking like no one's there, tickets are cheap, you can get them whenever you want? I would feel like it'd be better to show, hey, there's something happening here. People are excited about it. You're missing out. All right, Buckeyes work in the portal. Uh, this is not breaking news. The secondary has been the weak point of the Ohio State team this year. They know it, and they're in the portal trying to get Virginia corner Fentrell Cypress II. Uh, he's a grad transfer, will be a grad transfer from Virginia. He was second team all ACC this year. Lots of services have him ranked as the highest rated player, regardless of position, in the portal. Uh, Ole Miss reached out to him. Tennessee reached out to him. Ohio State has been working the phones with him. And according to people who know, he is strongly considering Ohio State. Well, use that. Any Anytime you can get someone who's got, you know, all conference on their byline and senior leadership, stuff like that, sounds like a win to me if you can have him be a part of your defense next year. You got to fix this thing. And it's going to take, yes, some better execution by the players that are there, but it's also going to take some players who can get the job done. He led the ACC with 14 pass breakups and passes defended per game. The 1.56 passes defended per game are the fourth most in the country. All right. Let's hope the Buckeyes can get him because we need it. Need something. Well, it's not just that, too. I mean, I still refuse to believe there's no talent on this team. I just think they're coached poorly. Well, right. I, I think that's a whole other, you know, maybe in a vacuum, your technique works, but clearly it doesn't work for these guys. They're not getting the message. So adjust. Yeah. I also think that given it's been multiple tenures of defensive coaches, multiple styles of defensive coaches, multiple recruits. I mean, how long have we seen this issue going on? It feels like way back to early days of urban where it feels like we had players doing this type of thing where you're. Not turning your head, not finding yeah, the ball. Yeah, but they weren't. It wasn't like it is now. I don't know, man. It feels like at least for four or five years here, it's been this type of problem where this defense has had. Yes, like I'm saying you've had Jeff Okuda, you know, papering over the fact that like, yes, he was a uh, what was he? Top 10 first round pick at least you know, at least 10? maybe top 10, but definitely first round pick. And I'm saying you've had guys like that. 
it's become less and less of the star top 10 corners coming here. And more of what you're having now is guys that end up being, you know, pretty good, but then in big moments, they make bad plays. I'm saying even when Jeff Okuda was here, you still had other guys around him that would make those dumb plays, but we would say, oh, but look, they produced a top 15, top 20 defensive back, that type of thing. So they're, they're still good. They get good talent there. And now that's kind of gone away. And now we're just focusing more on the penalties, but the penalties have been there even when you had the top talent. I forgot it. Now, again, it's uh, been two whole years. So, of course, I forgot. I forgot that he went third. Yeah, I thought he Jeff went Okuda pretty high. Went third in the yeah. draft to the okay. Lions. Right. I thought he went pretty high. Oh, you're right. But I'm saying, like, you have, you have, you know, Denzel Ward. You have, like, a couple guys here that have been high draft picks. But I think that's been papering over the idea that the whole secondary has just been awesome. That has not been the case. You've had studs. You've had a stud here and there on the defense in the secondary. But now that that's not happening as much. And you're still having the issues defensively that you've had, even when you had those studs. Game show coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. You'll find the ramp from Roberts Road to 270 northbound still closed. Detroit fuel cleanup. It is in the final stages, but please avoid in the meantime. And an accident on north outer belt of 270 eastbound after US 23, causing some slowdowns there as well. Traffic report is sponsored by Fresh Time Market. Get real fresh, real low prices at your local Fresh Time Market. This week, save on a two-pound bag of seedless clementines, just 288 now through December 6th. Get real. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. Don't worry, we don't get bones and allergies either. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Game show coming up shortly. Hey, Teddy. Yeah. I want to see if you remember this. All right. Because I did not remember this at all, but I'm reading one of these... You know, this date in history sort of stuff. And I was reading that back in 2002, the Reds were trying to trade Ken Griffey Jr. Do you remember this? No. Okay. According to this website, the Reds had agreed to trade Ken Griffey Jr. to the Padres straight up for Phil Nevin. Oh, Padres agreed to this. Phil Nevin, however, exercised his no-trade clause, and the deal never went through. Okay. So then the Reds called up the White Sox and offered Ken Griffey Jr. for young Maglio Ordonez straight up. <laughs> wow. And the White Sox are the ones that said, no thanks. No, no thanks. We don't want that. Had you, do you remember that at all? No, I, I don't do remember not. that. No, none of that. Maybe this is all made up, but what a story that would have been. That was known as the you're never going to get it. Is that what they called that? No? Okay. That's dumb. Never going to get it. Never going to get it. Right. Uh, by the way, your guy, John Heyman, uh, Heyman, he just had a little tweet error. Arson. And, well, so here's the thing. He tweeted out, it's a done deal. Arson judge to the Giants. And then, of course, everyone is like, ha ha, arson judge. But wait a second. Do the Giants? Done? And now he's tweeted, he's deleted that tweet because Arson Judge is not Aaron Judge's name, but also he has tweeted, Giants say they have not heard on Aaron Judge. My apologies for jumping the gun. All right, so it was wrong on so many levels. Yes, it was. His name, name was not wrong. Arson. News was wrong. And he's not technically going yet. So stay oh, tuned he set for that all tweet of that. on fire. Oh, he's, oh, I'm sure he, you, and you know who's more mad about that than anyone? Him. Because he is so embarrassed by that. He wanted to be first so bad, and he mistyped and got the details wrong. All screwed it up. Uh, game show time. All right. 
So we're going to do today the net worth of YouTubers, Mike, because I saw an article today. Uh, is it? I think it's Forbes that does their 30 under 30, like richest people and all this stuff. Well, Mr. Beast, the guy who is that, that YouTuber. I've never heard of him. He does like jackass type videos, but if it was like G-rated okay. or maybe PG-rated right, at worst. Like stuff, like he'll have his buddies all stand around a car, put their hand on it. Whoever keeps their hand on it the longest wins the car. Like Sounds he's, great. Yeah. Anyway, he's worth uh, over $500 million. He says he wants to be the first person to become a billionaire from doing things on YouTube other than founding YouTube. I guess those guys became billionaires. So I'm going to give you some YouTubers that are pretty popular. Tell me, I'll give you a number. You tell me if it's over or under their network. Do you think I've heard of any of these people? Um, yeah, I think you've heard of this one. I'm going to give you right off the bat. Dude Perfect. Oh, we talked about these yes, guys. Yes, why though? Because they were on the one of the uh, big college football games, I want to say. Well, they do uh, sometimes the alternate to broadcast yes, they the do, Thursday like, the night football cast. for uh, Prime Video. Oh, on Prime Video. Okay. Yeah, that's right. what it is. Okay, yes, that's I've what I've never seen them, but I've heard of them. All right. Uh, over under their net worth, $35 million. I mean, I assume if they're big enough to be on like Prime Video stuff, that it's got to be over. Yes. Uh, they are estimated to be worth over $50 million. Dude Perfect comprises Corey Cotton, Kobe Cotton, Cody Jones, Tyler Tony, and Garrett Hilbert. <laughs> All of them are former college roommates who studied at Texas A&M. They started their YouTube channel in 2009, started posting stunts and trick shots. Their channel now has over 56.9 million subscribers. Uh, they are now worth supposedly just in the last year they made over twenty five million dollars. So that number's going up over fifty million for what it's worth. Ryan's world, Ryan Kaji, no over idea. Under is this a guy this, or a girl? This is a. This is now an eleven year old boy. Oh, uh, eleven year old boy. Over under seventy five million dollars. Just the fact that we're having this conversation about an eleven year old. Uh, over. What the yes, hell? You're right. Ryan Kaji and his parents, Loan and Shion, they run the YouTube channel Ryan Toys Review, where his channel has over 30 million subscribers. They are worth collectively over a hundred million dollars. And he just plays with toys and he the whole gimmick was his parents would give him a toy, he would open it and then talk about it. And he likes to talk about the toys. And kids like to watch other kids playing with toys. All right. So okay. that's where a lot of his audience comes from. And then, of course, he's got spinoffs. They've got toy lines now with his face on it. Anyway, yes, they are worth a lot of money. Next up, Mark Plyer, as in Multiplier, but Mark Plyer, uh, is he worth over or under $35 million? YouTuber. I have no idea who he is. Can you tell me what he does before I make yeah. my... Um, he is a YouTuber originally from Hawaii, began his career in Cincinnati, now lives in L.A. He would upload videos of himself playing every character in a sketch which is why he would call himself Markiplier instead of Multiplier because he would play every character in this video so that okay. was kind of how he started it was like sketch comedy stuff that he started doing alright I'll, I'll say under 35 ooh sorry he is worth over 40 million dollars uh, he has a couple of different podcasts that he does in addition to his YouTube channel he has some other streams of revenue from t-shirts and things like that but his videos as of December of this year have garnered over 19.2 billion wow. views, and wow. he has 34 million subscribers. So, yeah, this is insanity. Next up, TV show star Blippi. 
started on YouTube. Who's Blippi? Well, you're about to find out. I'm surprised you've never seen Blippi. I don't know Blippi. You're you have a daughter in the age range I of people that wouldn't possibly like to watch Blippi. Blippi. Is Blippi worth over or under a hundred million dollars? How old? Blippi? Blippi's a grown man. Oh, he's you, a man. Oh yeah, but he oh, does. He's know. like a okay. I'm going to use this term very loosely. He's like a Mr. Rogers for today, but not anywhere close to as good as I Mr. See. Rogers. Please don't get that Now, mistaken. my daughter likes to watch Mr. Rogers. Okay. We still do watch that. Yeah. I'll say Blippi's over $100 million. Let's you're, go. You're correct. Net worth is listed as over $120 million. Uh, so he is a former loadmaster in the U.S. Air Force, now what? full-time YouTuber. He has a channel that is worth uh, 16.8 million subscribers on this YouTube channel. Billions of views. These are videos made for kids. He talks about airplanes. He talks about cars and boats. And he goes to the supermarket and tells you what groceries they're making and all their, what they're buying. He's talking like about that. inflation at the grocery store? No, no, too? no, no. no, no. Not doing just, that for the kids? But he, he's very easy to listen to. And I'm about to ruin him for you because if you've never looked up Blippi's sordid past... Uh-oh. He used to do his own version of Jackass that not a lot of people saw that was not very highly rated, and it was much more R-rated than... Uh, all these have been scratched from the internet. I see. But there's one in particular that involves... Well, it's not quite a double dude poop luge, but it's something. All anyway, right. okay. that's all gone now. And this guy has legally changed his name to a different name so people wouldn't make the connection. But he claims he was sorry for all that and it was just a bad thing. Anyway, hasn't hurt him. It's worth $120 million. All right. Let him live. Next up, uh, PewDiePie. <laughs> it's PewDiePie, who's a, sweet, a Swedish YouTuber who does video game, plays video games on YouTube. Is he worth more or less than $50 million? Less. More. Are they all more? Is that the whole game? They're all more. I don't know if I can tell you that or not. He's worth $56 million for joining YouTube. Pewed, as his fans call him. What's up, Pewed? His real name, by the way, is Felix Arvid Ulf Kjellberg. But PewDiePie, he sold Photoshop art, worked as a harbor captain, and had a hot dog stand. He eventually used this money while he was in high school to buy a computer, start playing games, and posted the gameplay on YouTube. Estimated earnings just last year worth $25 million. He is uh, over 111 million subscribers on his YouTube channel. And finally, Rhett and Link. YouTubers James McLaughlin and Charles Lincoln. Uh, they basically have created a couple different morning shows on YouTube where they just get up and talk about the news and various other things. They play video games. Over under net worth $10 million. They do morning shows? More, like I mean, Regis like, and Kathy Lee yeah, style? Yeah, but no, they, like, they just get on and they basically do like a, a podcast slash radio show, but they have video. I see. It's pretty much all it is. Well, I, I'm going over, I guess. Yeah, you're right. Uh, they created the YouTube series Good Mythical Morning. Uh, they are worth, it is estimated, at least $20 million a piece. So okay. let them live. All right. We are doing the wrong thing. That's a whole world out there that they got money. I don't know how they do it, but they got money. Back page coming up. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. 
Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident still causing some delays on the north outer belt of 270 eastbound after US 23. Please be careful as traffic continues to build. You'll also find some backups in Route 315 northbound between 670 and North Broadway. About a five-minute backup. This traffic report is sponsored by Fresh Dye Market. Get real fresh, real low prices at your local Fresh Dye Market. This week's save on a two-pound bag of seedless clementines, just 288 Now for December 6th, get real. Only an array with fan traffic. Buckeye Show coming up at the top of the hour. The fine host of the Buckeye Show, your friend and mine, Timmy Hall. Hello, Timmy. Oh, you guys. Bone Man, happy Tuesday to you. Uh, Timmy is not wearing his glasses today, and it freaks me out. Mm. You don't like it. I'm just not used to seeing it. You wear glasses pretty much every single day. I do. And on the days that you don't wear them, your face looks naked. Yeah, I have a 30-day supply of contact lenses. This is one of the 30, and it might not even get to that many. You tell me you can't even see now. Yeah, I mean, I don't see as well as when I have the full-blown glasses, the lenses. Even though the prescription is the same, you're not going to have the same kind of power in your eyesight when you got the, the thick lenses. I've now, got Timmy, a thick lens. Timmy's oh, of one of those yeah. guys. Yeah. Now, T-Bone had Very the LASIK surgery, but Timmy's one of those guys where he went in for the consultation. I did. And they looked at everything, they examined him, and they said, you're too blind, your vision is too bad for us to help that you. Was, that was really a bad day. That That's how blind bad. you are. Yeah. You're going to be the old man with the Harry Carey classes. I was able to get the pits done, you know, that was great. You get some great luxuries living yes. this life, you know? I was able to possibly get the LASIK surgery, they said, get the hell out of here. We'd kill you. These lasers would slice your head off. That's right. Your eyes are so bad. We can't do this. You're a liability. Just get out of the building. Too extreme. I know. See, that's the thing, though, Timmy. It's Life's a trade-off, right? Because you've got the bad eyes that can't get operated on. I had the eyes that were able to get operated on. But you have the lustrous, full head of hair. Mm -hmm. You do have that going for you. And I have been cursed with the widow's peak since junior high and then lost it all probably in my mid-20s all right now would you get hair restoration no i if don't it was wanna, offered to you here at the I radio station it has been offered i don't, oh, don't want to do it yeah because oh. listen for a long time around here when they were like hey blind fat and bald any of these supply oh look there he is and they would send them to me oh they would just assume they're like well he's fat maybe so you, he really, this. you don't yeah. want to try like the natural no. chris holman's done it he's That's spoken fine. openly about I it i, I don't, didn't know chris holman did he it. spoke about it publicly yeah well, that's fine. And I don't, if anybody wants to get it done, by all means, I'm just saying for me, that's not, so, I'm, I'm at a point where I think I am too far gone. Cause it's been, I mean, it's a lot like it's, yeah, you're big pretty, bo- you're pretty yeah, bad. Like I'm, point. and I'm fine with it. I've made peace with it. What about size Sperling? Cause they just glue oh, that the right hair to your the hair club. I've yeah. seen, you know, what? I've seen the guys who get it like shaved and then slapped on there. Well, you have to do oh, that. Right. I mean, and it's you have like to go applied. in for regular maintenance. They take it off yes, and they, they have take to take it off and they clean it all up. That's not restoration. That's not restoration. It's still hair. Yeah. I mean, for some people, Timmy, that's all they can do. I get it. I get it. But let me ask you this. Would you rather be able to read and be totally yes, bald? I would be. I would or much be completely rather, yes. blind and have a beautiful head of hair that you really can't even look at and you admire. Can't even in appreciate the mirror. it, right? Because yeah. you look up, and you're like, well, it. somewhere that that yeah. if you had fuzz. to, you have to get a surgery. Yeah, for cosmetic reasons. Which one are you doing? You have to do it. You know what? This will probably surprise you, but like, I mean, I would probably go for mm. some kind of like 
like the tummy tuck type of thing just because it's all flabby because it's you know a a lot of loose skin losing some weight and got that but i'm just saying like maybe that would be the thing down the road if i lost enough weight i might try that what an interesting question you have to get surgery you have to get a cosmetic surgery right right ah Man, are you getting like anything done to your like? You don't need to. You no, look I don't plenty want, young. I don't, I don't need your pla- face to be anything done. I don't want plastic surgery on my face. There was a time where I was a little self conscious about my nose, but that was a long time no. ago. There's nothing wrong with your nose. No, no there, there isn't. There yeah. isn't. For like two years, I thought maybe it was too pointy. You can't no. grow a beard. Maybe you can get beard yeah, replacement you know what? surgery. You know what? If that's, I don't even know if that's a can thing. You get thing. You it can is okay because we have hair restoration. Yeah, you can get beard transplant. I just want the option. To grow like a Don Delco. He, people might not know him. He used to work here. Thick beard, great people beard. People might not know him. They definitely no don't know him. him. What are you talking about? Other than about? us, we know him. <laughs> used to run our internet. How about oh, yeah. used to leave the office for seven hours. <laughs> he took four-hour lunch breaks. He used to how. walk to the convention center and disappear. Now you have to run our promotion staff to yeah. take seven-hour <laughs> lunch breaks. Yeah. Thick beard. Yeah, the option to grow a thick beard. Mm. And then I might... I might have it a little bit thinner than yours, but I could grow a Greg Armstrong chief engineer beard, which is like a referencing people that no one knows. You may not know Greg Armstrong either. May not know him. That's okay. (laughs) That is is pretty stupid. I did that. I did that twice in a one minute blast there. Yeah, right. he's not on the radio here, so there's probably own, a decent number of people who are not aware of what he does in our own fan world here. Mm. I can't. I can't. What's coming up on the Buckeye show tonight? Coming up tonight, I do want to get more specific into what this run, what this college football playoff could uh, do for C.J. Stroud with uh, where he is coming off the loss to Michigan and his legacy here. Quick look at the recruiting front, an interesting name that the Buckeyes are looking at today. And Kevin Wilson already speaking out at uh, Tulsa and how he's going to stick around and coach Ohio State through the bowl run. Buckeye show, top of the hour, then it's Jackets time right here on The Fan. Back page. The Back Page. The Back Page. With Common Man and T-Bone. Sponsored by Care Heating and Cooling. When you need a company you can trust, call 1-800-COOLING. Boner. Well, man, have you been keeping up with this Good Morning America? Oh, they're doing each other. Salacious scandal. It's GM3. Yeah, GM3 is what they call it. That's like the, I think, the third hour of Good Morning America. Anyway. Oh. Uh, Amy Robach, who's one of the hosts, and TJ Holmes, they apparently, both of whom were married and all that. In fact, Amy Robach married to Andrew Shue, Andrew Shue. from Melrose Place. Yes. Wow. Uh, yeah. But in either handsome case, dish. Uh, back Not in, handsome enough. Back in June, these co-stars on the show apparently became lovers when they were in London covering the Queen's Diamond Jubilee for ABC. <laughs> So apparently, uh, (laughs) since then, now again, I want to point out, these people are on national television every day, very well known. You see their faces in Times Square. They live in New York. They have been seen shacking up together at various, you know, whether it's been like at a bar they've been hanging out together or they've been up in upstate New York at a little cottage. They've been photographed by paparazzi about like 700 times. In the span of like a month and a half of their torrid affair. Man, I could, so, couldn't do it. And they're on TV in relationships. And now ABC has finally this week said, hey, maybe we got to take you off the air for a little bit till we sort Man. this all out. Apparently, they didn't break any rules. There's nothing wrong with having a consensual relationship among two co-workers, even if it is kind of scummy that both of them have families and stuff like that. 
But that's not breaking ABC's news rules necessarily. They just said it doesn't look great. So they're going to pull them off the air for a few days till they sort this out. All right, Buckeye Show's next. We'll see you tomorrow. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Heavy stop and go delays expected on the east outer belt of 270 southbound at US 33. A crash blocking the right lane. Traffic is bumper to bumper and still continues to build. About a 20-minute slowdown is expected and caution is advised. This traffic report is sponsored by GeneratorFranchise.com. Millions protect their homes from power outages with Generac Home Standby Generators. Would you like to be a part of this lucrative industry? Generator Supercenter, the nation's number one Generac generator dealer, has limited franchise opportunities in your area. Learn more at GeneratorFranchise.com. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. From the Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit LindsayHonda.com. WBNSFM, HD1 Columbus, The Fan.